Okay, welcome to Crit Apocalypse episode 120. I was about to have a, a little sip of my ginger beer, but Anne started the podcast mid-sip-a-rooney. Oh, yeah, tell me about it. I'm parched now. I'm parched with expectation. Oh. Um, okay, well, I mean, it's episode 120. People, people that have stuck around this long probably know what we do. Um, this is an audio podcast in which we talk about a, a alternative English history in which the Nazis managed to invade and win World War II. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. a couple what? of weeks ago, I pulled up some reviews for the podcast on my phone. I read some, some of the glowing reviews we've had about That's the podcast. Not, no, you didn't. And, uh, and it was really good. It was really good. So I think we're going to do that again. No. But. No. Oh, okay. You don't want to do that. No. Okay. That's absolutely fine. It's absolutely fine. So instead, what we'll do is we'll both record us talking about some stuff that we've done this week or last week. And sort of review it. No, only in the last week. In like a bi-weekly sort of podcast format. How's that sound? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. fine, I guess. Yeah. You, you happy with that? I was already here anyway. Um, before we go ahead, let's do some news. News. So we've got some news. No, we haven't. Marty Scorsese hates you. And he hates everything you love. How do you feel about that? No, he's, he's all right, Mike. All right, cool. Francis, Francis Ford Coppola, he also hates everything you love, mm. but he also hasn't made a good film for quite some time. He's saying Twix wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> That's only one I can remember he's made. <laughs> it's pretty bad. He is. Twix, what was the what was the one before that? What would you what would you rate before that? Francis I can't Ford remember. Coppola. Like I'm trying to think of any film that we directed Jack. Yes, he did. And Godfather Part 1 and 2. Did he not do 3? No, it was his daughter, wasn't it? No, his daughter's in Godfather Part 3. Who recorded? Who did Godfather Part 3? I can't remember, some guy. No one likes oh, it. Okay. All right, well, Francis Ford Coppola, sometimes a really good director. Mm. And he hates everything you love. How do you feel about that? He's 80. Yeah. Of course he's not going to like superhero movies. Hey, not everyone's 80. Yeah. Yeah. Think about it. Uh I'm talking to the man in the mirror. How do you feel about people loving the art, even though the artist is a horrendous human being? Because I saw a film this last couple of weeks that had Gary Glitter in it. And Americans aren't aware of Gary Glitter. No, they're aware. Are they? Yeah. Because apparently that still plays at like every sports game. Yeah. But he is... I mean, it's not... I don't think it's... I don't think it's inflating... His his level of evil to say he's probably one of the most prolific and prevalent paedophiles in current day. Yeah, well, only because Jimmy Savile's dead. Well, Jimmy Savile was a monster. Hmm. Gary Glitter, he's who Jimmy Savile. Jim Savile you're saying been. Gary Glitter's not a monster? I think Gary Glitter's probably worse than Jimmy Savile, isn't he? No, I mean they're both pretty terrible. They're both pretty terrible. You know who who's really who I'm on the fence about, mostly because of his music, Jared Leto. No, Jared, Lit- Jared Leto's a monster hmm. and a paedophile. Hmm. Uh, but no, no, uh, Rolf Harris. Rolf Harris. <laughs> I'm just, sorry. You love timey kangaroo down sport, do you? I'm sorry. And Jake the Peg. <laughs> I did really well holding on to that for a few minutes. <laughs> just fucking shut it. Yeah. I was trying to be. I was trying to be sensible the whole way, but yeah, yeah. I'm back in the room. But yeah, Gary. Why do you always got to talk about paedophiles on this every week? I mean, that's a great question, isn't it? Yeah. Is it the morbid fascination I Projection. have with the human psyche? What? 
Is it a morbid human? Is it no. more <laughs> Oh, you think it's projection? Yeah. I mean, I have a projector. Mm. Yeah, which you bought and used once or twice. And I that. used it a bunch of times, but then I got I sold the SNES Mini, so I didn't use it again. But now I've got another SNES Mini, I could start using it again. Say you got another one, I mean, it's been sat in here. Yeah, because I thought you wanted to give it a go. Well, I'll have to plug it in. All right, well, then you don't want to give it a go. You could have just handed it back to me. I don't know, you dump lots of stuff in here. I'm talking about the man in the mirror. What are yeah. you doing now? What, Sorry, what? What are you doing now? So we're going to review some stuff and things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, we are. Who's first this week? You are, Ant. Yeah. And Ant's going to review the classic game from 1998, Michael Owen Soccer. Michael Owen's Soccer? Yeah. Was that a 19... It was 1998. Yeah. Michael Owen had his own Jim soccer and game. Codemasters released, like, 20 football games on the same day. Yes. That was weird. Well, do you remember that FIFA 96 and 97 came out in the same six months for the Mega Drive? Was it Mega Drive or PlayStation? No, there was 96 and then there was a... Um, there was 96 and 97 came there out. There was Euro 96 and then there was 97 oh, after that. Oh, yeah, sorry. So Euro 96. And then in 98 we had FIFA 98 and FIFA Road to the World Cup 98. <gasps> and then FIFA World Cup, I'm Don't assuming. you know your FIFA games? No, because I didn't really play them. I was an NHL man. That's not football. No, it's not. It's hockey. No. I was a hooser. No. So you're done. You're yeah, done I your, mean, I'm done. It's your review. Your news. Okay, fine. Yeah. Well, sorry. Did you want to talk more about news? No. So Maleficent beat Joker at the box office. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't even know it was out. Did you not? No. Maleficent 2. Back to the hood. Maleficent 2. Maleficent harder. I never know when these fucking Disney films are coming out anymore. Because it's not yeah, like... Yeah, they make $10 billion every time. I know. And I don't know how. Who's paying to go Lion see Lion King these? made like over a billion dollars. What did? Lion King. Yeah, Lion King was like the biggest so far. Those... Aladdin did as well, didn't it? Yeah. No, um, Alice in Wonderland's still the biggest, isn't it? Did Alice that do in... nearly two... That did like 1.8 billion or something. That was such ridiculous. a bad film as well. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that, that in cinema. so bad. Yeah, I saw it in cinema as well, I think. Went to London, saw it in cinema. When was it released? What year? 2009? Yeah. Around then? Right after Avatar. Right after Avatar, so yeah. Like yeah, because James Cameron complained that it was taking screens away from Avatar. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Three months after release. I went on a date with a girl to go see that. Oh. Uh, didn't end well. Oh. Mainly because I laughed a lot of the film, and then she went, I really liked it, what did you think? <laughs> and then she said, "Then she said, is it weird I still find Jack, uh, Johnny Depp attractive? And I went, I went, it's weird that anyone finds him attractive. <laughs> then she got really upset. Oh. Uh, life, eh? Alright, uh, and your review. Get on on it. Yeah, I'm be sure. To a man right, in the mirror. you wasted seven off minutes and you're playing with your phone already. He said, I've gotta go away. Put, put your phone down. Okay. Right. I watched a film. Just the one film. Because this is what this is, we call padding. Uno. Because I needed to pad the reviews out. Un film. I watched The Predator. Wait. 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 So, not Predator 1. No. Not Predator 2, Back no. to the Hood. No. Not Predator 3. It isn't a Predator 3. Not Predators. No. Not... Not The Prisoner? Or Prisoners? What? Prisoners? The Predator. Alien versus The Predator. No, the Shane Black film from 2018. Yeah. Wait. I watched it. Starring Thomas Jane? He's in it. He's in it. And Garrett Hedlund? Possibly, I don't know who that Olivia is. Olivia Munn? 
Jess, he's in it. Jake Boozy. Yeah, he's in it for a bit. Getting boozy. Like five minutes. Um, Keenan Michael Key. Uh, fucking that little kid that's in stuff now. Anthony Tremblay. Yeah, whatever his name is. Something Tremblay. Yeah, yeah, something Tremblay. He was in Good Boys. Was he? Yeah. Jacob uh, Tremblay. Jacob Tremblay. That's yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Okay. I so, watched it. so tell me about the film. It's also stars The Predator. Tell me about this film that I reviewed uh, at least yeah, a year ago. Yeah, your views aren't important. You're talking um, about the film The Predator starring an actual child molester. Yeah. <laughs> who had sex with his cousin. Why have you got to bring it back to pedophilia? <laughs> <laughs> Why has everybody got pedophile in it this year? You. The one. If- I don't have a pedophile in me. He's living out. I'm proud. <laughs> Not right now. Years. Ye- it depends on if I take the potion. Twenty years ago, maybe. But it depends if I so take the potion. So I take the potion. The predator got slated when it came out. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait a second. I think I'm about to hear a defence of this film. It's not as terrible <laughs> as it could have been. Like in the grand scheme of predator films, it's, it's the worst. There's one. two good ones. No. Yes. No. Yeah. Predator two and predator the predator no predators. <laughs> Predator and Predator 2 are both good. Predators is good. Predators is alright. Have you seen it recently? Yeah, well, I saw it in cinema. It was, yeah, I saw yeah. it in cinema, but have you seen it recently? You didn't see it in cinema, you were too young. No, I wasn't. You got, you got it was like 2006, away. it was a 15. <laughs> but, I, went um, to go see, I went to go see 28 Days Later in the cinema. This mm-hmm. would be interesting for people. No, right. I was 12, uh. and I and we went to go see... I can't remember what we bought tickets for. We bought tickets for something else that was unassuming. It may have been... Was Eight-Legged Freaks out around that time? I saw eight-legged freaks in the cinema as well. But no, we went to go see 20 Days Later, and we got in. And when I think about myself at 12, I always imagine myself at the same size I am now, because it's hard for your mind to manifest. Like, it's hard for you to see in that perspective again. Yeah. So I always think of myself as being a six-foot-tall person, like, fairly broad-shouldered and big hair. Six-foot-two. Six-foot-tall. Six-foot. Six-foot-tall. I'm six-foot-tall. Dead on. To the to the millimetre. Shorter than me. Shut up, sweetie. Um, anyway, so I I remember me and my friend snuck in. So we it was me and my friend Joe, and we decided we were going to go see it. So we snuck into the cinema to go see this, and we we thought it'd be really smart if when someone came down the aisle. So you know they had like ushers back then. Mm. When they came down the aisle to have a look, see if there's if we just made ourselves look as tall as possible, then it would be fine. It would be absolutely fine. They'd just they'd be like, no, look, no, it's just a couple of tall gents sitting there having a, having a good time watching the movie. <laughs> and so bloke comes down, the usher comes down, he gets a torch, and obviously we're sitting up, and he shines the torch down, and he and he does this weird double take, and he just leaves. And I, I, my whole life, like, well, up until I was about eighteen, and I saw pictures of myself at the age of twelve. Up until then, I thought, oh, we must have just looked like like old people. We must have been getting away with it. Must have been fucking pros at this. No, I've seen a picture of myself that age. I had, I had like a weirdly big head, a tiny body. If I was leaning up in the chair, the only thing that man would have seen is an elongated alien from some fucking far off terrifying planet. I can't imagine anyone would have ever felt fallen for that. But they did twice because we went back a week later and took our friend Paul to go they see it. They didn't care. I don't think they do, mm. but we took our friend Paul to go see it and he started crying about half hour in. Nah. <laughs> it's way too much for him. Nah. I really love that film. But yeah, that's my story about going to see 28 Days Later. Oh, good. Anyway, The Predator. <laughs> um, I was hoping you'd forget. I was expecting something that would just be complete trash, but this is like one of those Fox films where they clearly cut the shit out of the film before it got released. Yeah. 
Like, you can tell there's stuff missing all over the place. Yeah. But there's stuff that's quite cool in it. Like, some good, just some good predator action. There's some good pe- people getting cut to pieces. I mean... Sliced apart. There's that's loads what you of- like your predator films for. I mean... And, you know, there's like, uh, you know, an interest, funny set of characters. They're all goofy and they all get killed. Are they funny? Yeah, they're all goofy, funny, funny boys. Yeah. Having a laugh. Yeah, really good Getting portrayal of mental illness in this, yeah, in this yeah. one. It's an accurate portrayal of mental illness. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. it is. It's a, it's a Predator film, man. It's not high art. This no. isn't a Marvel film, no. okay? It's not cinema. <laughs> it's not Twixt. But um, there's, you know, it's, it's fine. It's a bit weird they kill the Predator half an hour into the film. Yeah. Um, That was a bit odd. And there's like loads of periods where it feels like there's not really a Predator going on. Like, it just forgets about it. But... Mm. This is, you know, it's it's fine. It's gory. It's got like guy gets his legs cut off by a shield. That was funny. Yeah, yeah that's fine. And then he slides off. Yeah, he slides off the thing. <laughs> that was funny. Just disappears. I like that bit. He just goes. He doesn't disappear. He just flies off into the distance. It's like you know, he's, he just he got falls, left behind. Doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he flies for the air. Um, I specifically remember yeah, the scene in which the two two other guys jump in the air. No, one drops underneath the shield, and, and the other one jumps, jumps on top of it, and yeah. he's the other one has to stay in the middle. Because yeah. he doesn't know which way to go, then got yeah. confused. They messed him up. They should have both said jump. They jump. Mm. But um, friggin' yeah, they had that big super predator uh, who just walks around being a bit super predatory. Mm-hmm. I like that he talks to them. He gets mm-hmm. he gets a translator and talks to them because they're smart enough for that. They're smart predators are. Um, I like they brought up the whole thing that you know they shouldn't probably be called predators because they're not predators. They're hunters. Mm-hmm. They hunt for fun. Um, I. The whole thing with it, with like, you know, oh, the autistic kid's the future of the next yep. evolution. Yep. Is, I mean, oh. no, no autistic people aren't super geniuses. No, no, they're like, not. Like, you get, you get, you get autistic folk who have like crazy, like, abilities like that. You know, the ones who can like listen to a piece of music and copy it instantly or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that's true. Pit, perfect pitch, isn't it? Yeah. But you get those ones you're crazy at maths, like the guy in Cube. Um, the guy who has a lobotomy. Yeah. And is then stuck in the cube. Yeah. And in but cube- you didn't know that in the first film. No, you didn't know. And as you know, only the first film's the only one that counts because that's not true. Suck. Cube two hypercube. But um, yeah, I did. I was just him sitting there going, "Oh, I figured out to work out the predators thing." Number twelve. Number twelve. Yeah. Eleven and twelve. Eleven and twelve. Yeah. No, but um, yeah, it's typical because I, mean, I think the only good. In um, like depiction of an autistic person in recent films is in Power Rangers, like oh, well, um, Blue Ranger. Yeah. yeah, Billy. He figures out where the Zeo crystal thing is, but he doesn't just instantly work it out by looking at some, you know, a, a map or something. No, he says he some... spends the whole night messing doesn't, around and figuring. He say at some point, he's been doing small explosions around the place trying to find stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And he spends the night like figuring out all this sort of thing, and he finds where the Zeo crystal is under the Dunkin' Donuts and everything. Uh, yeah, and it's not like something where it's just like, oh, sorry, I- looks at the map and figures out, you know, makes a funny noise and figures it out. No, Predator, that was Jacob Tremblade. I mean, they could have just done, like, you know, he feels, you know, pulled away from his father, but he's really smart. Yeah, and you didn't need to make him like autistic and make out. It was like. The predator is going to want autistic kids. Like, why, just, why would they want that kids? My problem is that they decide they want to make a predator film. Fine, make a predator film. Every other film has followed the formula that there are people being hunted by a creature that has quite a big advantage over them, hmm. and they do their best to survive and eventually defeat it. And then once they when they have defeated it, the other predators show the respect. They're like, "Okay, you won. We're not going to fuck with you anymore." Oh, yeah, in one Go film. On. That's in two. 
Oh, no, actually. It's only in Predator 2. Uh, I, I, figured, I figured Alien versus Predator as well. Yeah, in that one, they only work with the humans because the aliens are everywhere. Yeah, and it's kind of their fault as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, that but, sucks ass. I'm but, glad it's not canon to either of the first yeah, series. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it doesn't even try to be because aliens were like... It tried. Alien versus Predator tried. They, no, they no, really no. wanted that to be canon to the because, alien films. Because the problem was that they were immediately like, oh, look, there's a species that lives... And it's like, no... No, Wayland Yutani, like, we had Bishop. We they had weren't Wayland Yutani, though, in Alien vs. Predator. It was before they merged. Yeah, I know, but they had Wayland in sense. the third Alien film. Yeah, they missed so it, it was like, And then they said that the aliens had only been discovered in the first Alien film. Hmm. It's, uh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, Predator. The problem is that they tried to... It, it would be... The film would be fine if it was just, like, there's a bunch of vets. They accidentally kill a Predator on, like, a, on like a training exercise... And then they steal the technology from the Predator. The other Predators turn up, find them like that. And they go, all right, fuck it, we're going to take these guys down. And then they just full-on Predator hunt. Like, just do that. But do it in modern times. So they've got more advanced weaponry than they have in the 80s. Do it in America. So you've got the police force. You've got different people involved. But they didn't need the autistic stuff. They didn't need the terraforming shit. They didn't need the Predator Slayer. Yeah, they're saying that we're making the planet perfect for them with all the smog and all the other shit. That was kind of one of the things. Global warming's making. No, the they said that the predators. planet's falling apart. That the humans aren't because they said we're basically towards our extinction. So he's taking the best the planet has to offer, so they can use it but for the genetic also engineering. That it's like perfect for the predator at one point. So they're saying that we're making the environment perfect for them at one point. Yeah, maybe, but. But, and they're not, then they're also, not doing anything actively. And, and We're also, doing it. They redesigned the predator dogs instead of just using the design that already exists. That's a different type of dog, I guess. Maybe they got more than one type. But it just the whole thing was just mm. it was it was someone saying, I want to make a predator film, but I don't want to make a predator film. I want to make a film about super predator, and then I want to give all these reasons. It felt um, a lot more like one of those straight to video nineties ripoffs of Predator. Yeah. It felt a <laughs> lot a like Enemy Within sort of Extro. thing. Extra. Extra no extra wasn't Predator, Extra was some other fucking Extra was Terminator claim, but No, Extra was Yeah, it was big it was a cyborg thing that was chasing people no, down. No, Extra was the alien thing where they steal the husband and they well, return him and Predator. No, they steal the husband and they, they use him to come down. He gives the kid he kisses the have... kid's neck and the kid gets an, an egg in his neck. And then the dad turns out that he's like some sort of monster and the kid brings his toy soldier to life. And then the That's dad small makes, soldiers. and then the dad makes the lady downstairs who lives downstairs, the kind of hot French lady, makes her into like this weird monster up in the wall that's having these eggs. And then he tries to convince his wife to become an alien with him. And she's like, no, I'm all right. And he's like, I'll take the kid then. And she's like, yeah, okay. He's kind of messed up now. And they're like, all right. Oh, someone wants to bid on my game then. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that was, that was extra. It was nothing to do with the Predator. But anyway, your review of the Predator... Yeah, forty-two pound fifty-three. There you go. That covers me. I can get, I can get WWE two K twenty on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> what a waste of money that's been going to be. Um, no, nah, the Predator. It's it's one of those things. I would like to. See, there's loads of these Fox films where I'd love to see them cut properly, like the original, yeah, the director's so intended ribbons, cut, so no one can ever fucking but see like, them. You know, like like um, X Men. Free was apparently cut away, load like half an hour's trim from it before release, and it wasn't going to be a good film anyway because it's directed by Brett Retner. But it was half an hour's cut from it before release. What was that? X Men Free, which is a terrible oh, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah but terrible. the half an hour's cut from that before release, like probably for the best because it saved me some time. Um, but you get stuff like uh, Dragon Ball Evolution, which is quite clearly missing shit loads of stuff from it, and the film's not good. But it's another Fox film that's been cut to ribbons because. Fox love cutting their films apart. Um, 
There was a whole bunch of other ones like that. They did it to um, X-Men First Class, had stuff cut and trimmed away because they wanted to get it under two hours and yes. all this. And it's like, you can always tell. And it's weird because people always rag on Marvel and stuff like that. But I never get the feeling with Marvel films that they've meddled that much. And if they have meddled, they've done it seamlessly a lot of the time. Like, it feels natural when it starts going different directions you won't expect. Like, when they just suddenly go, oh, Doctor Strange has got to be in this film. And you feel they've they've told them, you have to include Doctor Strange in your four film. And it just sort of works without feeling weird. Um, you never get a feeling with a Marvel film that they've trimmed it for time, either. And even though they're all two hours, four minutes long, practically. Yeah. But, um, the Fox just have a habit of trimming everything to buggery. Because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Hmm. So, um... Although they leave Ridley Scott alone, I don't think they. I think they don't have the guts to argue with him, and as a result, we get Prometheus. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> no, Prometheus. A lot of people hate, but at least it's weird. I liked um, and the bit scene where she's cutting the alien baby out of herself. Yeah, that was that good. was fucking rad. That was good. I saw someone. Compl- you know, people complain about them running away from the yeah, thing. Yeah. Did you see that video? of The guy running away from a tower that's collapsing. No. And he's doing the exact same thing, just running as the oh, tower really? is falling down behind him. So, yeah, Prometheus was unrealistic when they're running away from the thing. It's like a guy just running with the tower falling directly behind him. Yeah. Anyway, um, the Predator. It's a. Pfft. I would. I mean, Predators is fun, but not as gory as I was hoping it would be. And I want gore in my Predator films. Oh, Predators had a pretty good. Oh, actually, Predator has the best ending line of pretty much any film in about fifty years. The Predators. Yeah, because it ends with Adrian Brody going, "Nah, let's get off this fucking planet." I like. Because he so, keeps waving in and out of being Jason Statham does, during does. that film. Predators has one of my favourite kills, and that's um, that's old, uh, that's old. Uh, oh god, what's his fucking name? Which one? The one from that seventy show. Danny Trejo, Toe no, for Grace. Toe for Grace. Yeah. Toe for Grace goes to kill that woman with a little scalpel. He's got the poison on, mm. and Adrian Brady's like, "I'm not smart. I'm just fast." <laughs> and shoves it up <laughs> through the bottom of his <laughs> mouth into his. Oh yeah. And as you speak, he's like, "Don't kill me." I'm one of you. And there's just blood dribbling down. And the aliens don't eat, like the Predator, sorry, they don't even try and like... Hey, what happened to the Scottish pilot in the Predator? In the Predator? Yeah, there's a, there's a Scottish guy in their team. Or Irish guy or something Isn't like it, that. No, yeah, it's... Um, and you don't see what happens Alfie to Alfie Allen. Yeah, he's at he's the, the farm. He's the sniper, he gets killed. Yeah, but he's at the farm and I don't see when he gets killed. Yeah, he's got the sniper rifle and he's like, they're here. And then suddenly he looks behind him and there's a, a rain and it shoots his head off. Yeah, barely noticeable, right? I know the guy who had the thing on his shoulder turns his head and shoots his head off, and it's like yeah. three frames, and you barely notice yeah, it. Yeah, he's he's great as well. It's really sad <laughs> yeah. that he was he was gone so quickly. Yeah, just out of nowhere. But anyway, Predator. It's better than the Aliens versus Predator films, which are both dog That's, shit. I stand by Alien actually. Versus- Aliens versus Predator is another film that's cut to ribbons. I stand by Alien versus Predator Requiem. No. It's bad, no, but it's no. so bad it's good. It's a Pokemon movie. It's not a Pokemon gore. movie. They stand around while monsters fight each other and everyone goes, oh no, they're doing no, monsters. No, they don't. They, they all get, they get, they get, they get fucked up by aliens. Barely get Constantly involved. getting fucked up by aliens. <clears throat> yeah. All right, so is it my turn now? No, podcast's over. That's the end of it. Aye! It's all five reviews done. <laughs> All right, okay, my first review this this week, this period, this time. Um, I'm going to review World War Z, the video game. World, World War, War Z. Z. Say it right, yeah. Z, Z. Z. Xylophone. Um, so, yeah, World War Z, eh? That's a video game that was released a few months ago. And uh, they've added it to Game Pass, the Xbox live service. Like a rip-off which, of Left 4 Dead. It is that's exactly what it's it is. Made by the same team, wasn't it? Not that Or did I'm they aware make something? Of. No, they made the Walking Dead one, didn't they? That's that no one it. played. Yeah, they yeah. played. No, it wasn't Starbreeze. 
Wasn't there? No. No, I mean the team who made Left 4 Dead. That's not Starbreeze, is it? Yeah, Starbreeze made the no. Left 4 Dead one that was really bad. No, this is... They made, made by, something that was really similar. Is it Pure or something? I can't remember what the name of the company no, is. Pure's a quad biking game on the... Um, no, yeah. The no. motocross game on the Xbox. No, but anyway... Which is so, actually really good. So it's it's essentially Left 4 Dead. You're absolutely right. It's Left 4 Dead. You've got different places and you, you basically just... It's Brad Pitt, isn't it? Fight off... Yeah, the film is Brad Pitt. But you fight off hordes no. of zombies. And... Um, zombie whores. <laughs> zombie whores. You want a blowjob? Oh, there'd just be that scene from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's like, I suck your dick for $5. <laughs> Let me just consult some of this literature. Oh, look, here it says I shouldn't take you up on that offer. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's it's uh, it's good. It's like, um, I can see why this didn't do great. There's not a lot of content here. And the multiplayer stuff is really bad. Like, the multiplayer stuff is just... Is that the whole point of the game? No, 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 no. Um, they've got, like, team based like de- team deathmatch style multiplayer oh. do you remember what was the what was the game where you had to like rack up kills and you went through like a arena it was on the Xbox 360 and you had to rack up kills and you got points it was done by Sega oh it was the club the club that's that was it. really good so it feels just like the club but without any yeah, of the NPCs creations. yeah without any of the NPCs there was no NPCs in the club yeah, they were. Single player game. You just ran around the level and you had to do laps on the level. Shoes. It was all NPCs that you shot. They were non-player characters. But that's just regular enemies. I know, right? but there's none of that in this. So you'd think the team deathmatch they'd still have zombies wandering around and stuff like that. No. But no, it's just people fighting people. And the weapons aren't... There There aren't enough variations to go, you know, this is fun, this is great. It's just like shotty, maybe a, maybe an assault rifle and that's it. That's it. You're done. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's not interesting, but the main play shotty story... snipers. <laughs> shotty snipers, where yeah. you try and shoot each other with shotguns. No, it's where all the only guns in the game are shotguns and snipers. <laughs> that's the battlefield thing. That sounds horrendous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but the main the main normal game, the actual like sort of solo game, and what you can play as as a co op experience, is just like Left 4 Dead, just smaller. Hmm. The actual levels, I would say, take about forty five minutes. Whereas Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2, you could be spending up to two hours on a level. It's too like, long. They were really long. You were playing Left 4 Dead bad. No, I was just playing on like the hardest difficulty. We just sent hundreds so of enemies at you continuously. But um, but no, I I really enjoyed it. It's really good, and it's on Game Pass. So if you've got Game Pass, then just download. If it, I think it's really cheap on PC as well. Like PC, you can pick up for fifteen. Being a million humble bundles eventually. Yeah. And also on PlayStation, I think it's like twenty quid. But it's it's really worth it if you're into zombie games and you're looking for something that that. Is like Left 4 Dead, but on the current gen, then this is the way to go. When's it um, coming to Switch? Never, I don't think. No, because no, they do, like, when the zombies come, they fuck in, like, loads of them. Yeah, you just drop them down by, like, three quarters, just have three zombies on Switch. <laughs> oh, like the Dead Rising and portal, way. Yeah, and then you can get, like, um, <laughs> get People Digital forget, Foundry saying... Forget about that, don't that they? It maintains a solid frame rate. <laughs> I like the facial animations on You can this. see a slight difference in the number it's of people in the crowd, right? and it goes from, like... Fucking, you know, <laughs> friggin' massive great big anti-Brexit thing to, like, the march for Brexit. Yeah. That's the difference. Oh, God. Um, but, yeah, it's 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 still it's solid. And mm. considering that it's, like, included in Game Pass, so I've, it's basically free for anyone with an Xbox that they've got Game Pass. Oh. So you might as well just download it anyway. But, um, but yeah, I, I recommend people give it a go. But it's hit and miss. Hit and miss. Not everyone's going to love it. I reckon I'm going to give this a Christine Applegate from Married with Children what? and The Rocker. There's nothing wrong with Christina. And dead like me. There's no. nothing wrong with Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah, no, she's good. Anchorman. She's good. But Christina she's... Applegate is a English rose. She's good, but just not for everyone, bud. No one likes Anchorman. I know you love Anchorman too. I don't like Anchorman too. No one likes Anchorman too. 
But Christina Applegate is not the problem with that film. Why do you have a signed picture of Will Ferrell specifically from Anchorman 2? I don't have a signed picture of Will Ferrell from Anchorman 2. Oh, is that just a box? Is that just a, a DVD that you had signed and then put in a frame? Yeah. Oh, okay. Makes sense. To my biggest fan, hmm. specifically of Anchorman 2. Yeah. Will Ferrell. Hmm. I think he's the biggest fan of Anchorman 2. <laughs> I think his bank account is. Yeah. <laughs> right, your review, Anne? He was in that Sherlock Holmes film that everyone forgot about. I was going to watch that earlier today, and I'm so glad I didn't. Yeah. What's our review next? I don't know. Whatever you've got. How about Transformers Cyberverse? Woo! What? So, Transformers Cyberverse is an animated series. It started last year on, Net- on Cartoon Network, but they've just chucked it on Netflix. Oh, okay. Um, it's only 13 episodes long, and each one's only like 10 minutes long. Thank so God. So it's quite short. Um, but it's 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 odd one. Um I don't know where this came from. It felt feels a bit like because they already had like Transformers series going, but Robots in Disguise, which mm-hmm. was like the follow up to Prime. It was like the sequel series to that. And this one's like its own little standalone thing, and it's got its own lore to it and everything. Where basically the Transformers have left Earth, left Cybertron to go chase the Decepticons, and they're trying to find the All Spark Cube thing. You know that thing from the first Transformers film, the MacGuffin they were chasing after. Yeah, that turned the Xbox into a robot. Yep. Um, they've been looking for that, but the only but one of the Transformers from Cybertron makes their way to Earth. Windblade. It's like a she looks got like a Kabuki warrior looking mask thing when she turns into a robot form. She's like okay. a jet. It's like a winged blade. Yeah, she's got like spinning blade things and okay. stuff. But um, the only Transformer she can find is Bumblebee, and Bumblebee doesn't remember anything. His voice box isn't fixed, and all this sort of stuff. Oh no. Just um, like in the in, in the, the films, because it's like a thing now in the film Bumblebee. But um, most of the series is just like them rooting through Bumblebee's memories because he doesn't remember anything. And they're trying to find out where the Ark is and all this. And, you know, going back through his past on Cybertron and things that have happened before to try and figure out where the Ark crashed and what what happened to Optimus Prime. And, was it in, was it yeah. in uh, Sam Witwicky's backyard? No, there's no humans in it. There's no you humans see, in yeah, it? Yeah, you only see one human in the how whole thing. To, how am I meant to put myself into one of the characters? You're meant to jerk off to it. Yeah. Sam with Wicker. Where is the old spark? It's kind of a fun series. It's just that it's every episode's ten minutes long and pra- and probably for the like out of the thirteen episodes, ten of them focus on just going into his memories entirely. So it's like it feels like it's just constantly showing you lore. Yeah. Like backstory stuff. But not everyone knows the lore, Anne. Yeah. Not everyone weird. knows the lore. Um I don't it all know builds the up to them trying to find the Ark and they find Grimlock and Grimlock apparently woke up in the prehistoric ages and that's how he got his dinosaur form and all that. If, even though everyone's got the same forms on Cybertron as they do on Earth. Do they just live forever? Yeah, they live for millions of years, Transformers, do Millions of yeah, years? They're just machines as long as they maintain themselves. So why do they... Why is there war? They love war. It's fun. I mean... Never been so much fun. What's the point in war? No, because they blow up other Transformers. It's fun. But, but, they're giant metal creatures. They love blowing things up. But... Wait, but why is there war if they live for millions of years? Because they don't like each other. But even if you don't like each other, over millions of years, an advanced species like the Transformers couldn't come up with a way of living in harmony. They do every now and again, but Megatron exists and he loves war. But he loves how long has up. Megatron been around? Is he just millions 20 years. years old and he's just a prick? No, he's been around forever. He's he was a gladiator around. in an arena. He's been around forever. Back when there was no Autobots and Decepticons, he formed the Decepticons. And the whole time he's just been an evil person and no one's gone, maybe we should just murder him. Well, they try, but he's good at it. He's good at staying alive. But I don't every... think you know. Don't you think you worry a bit, bit too much about this. You should go back to watching your real cinema 
like your Marvel films, yeah. But you see what I mean here. Well, they've been—they didn't fight for millions of years. They were in sleep, weren't they? They crashed and they shut down. So they don't live for millions of years. They can go into well, hypersleep. They can do. If That's not to. alive, though, is it? Yeah, but they well, can do. If they're not in hypersleep, they can live for a very long time. Okay. Alpha Trion's very old. He's and one of the oldest over, Transformers. Over that time, they haven't found a way to live in harmony. No, because they love war. No, but they're, they're beings who make choices. Yeah, but they've got guns <laughs> built. Some of them turn into guns. What are they going to do? <laughs> I don't know. Just shoot meat. <laughs> it's not like they turn into passenger planes. They turn into fucking fighter jets. Yeah, but then they choose what they transform into. Yeah, they do. They literally choose what they transform into. There's <laughs> a whole thing in Transformers. They scan things and turn, choose what they so transform into. They choose to turn into guns. Yeah, they love war. They're Americans. <laughs> just essentially Americans. Yeah. Oh, right. I thought that like it was something deeper, but they're just Trump voters. No, they're just love fighting. Just for love war. Fucking idiots. They need energy. There's no energy. What, they're what fighting over the energy, aren't they? Because there's not enough yeah, energy. But, left. No, but if there is enough energy, because they've lived for millions of years. No, they run to out. Sustain... They use it all up. So what do they do for the other millions of years? Well, they they had energy then. They used it all up on Cybertron. That's why they leave Cybertron to go to Earth. So what do they? Or at do least with they energon? leave Cybertron to find energy. What is energy to them? Is it food? It's fuel. Keeps them going. Okay. Without energy, they'd die. And so, how do they constantly fight each other if there is a finite supply of energon? That's what's draining their energon. That's why they need to find more. But where would they... Can they produce energon? Well, if they find anywhere with energy. So they can... So it's electricity, essentially. It's whatever they want it to be. They can make cubes. (laughs) They just get it from oil and all sorts. So they can make energon. Yeah. And they ran out of Energon on their planet. Yeah, on Cybertron, yeah. And then instead of them coming up with a way of functionally making Energon, they went, fuck this. Well, they mined it all from the Earth, from the planet. But then, if they can make it from oil, or they could make it from electricity... They couldn't make it. They're thinking too much about this. <laughs> they can't make it from electricity. Electricity is oh, the okay. Energon. So Energon is electricity. Well, they can't. It's their energy is Energon. So if they got electrocuted, would that give them Energon? Nah, would that power them for right, any amount of time? It needs to be reprocessed. Okay. Come in and how do they process it? With magic. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it does matter. Different. Because I feel like I feel like this is very much a TV show of the 80s that hasn't evolved. This isn't an 80s TV show. This is a it's now a TV one. show. But it's based on an idea from the 80s that, like, as much as I love the Michael Bay Transformers movies, <laughs> I... If all they're doing is fighting over so energy, you're looking at the wrong things. No, but that's not what's not what important. Not what's important. But that is what's important. No, it's not though. If you're fighting a war, the thing that you're fighting that war over is significant to the plot. What or- matters is it's a bunch of toys, and it's good versus evil. I just, it's, it's, it just. I just, I, I. I you actually a My Little Pony or something? Yeah. I mean, it's just. No, because My Little Pony, the story is like everyone's friends, right? Friendship is magic, isn't that the title of the program? Yeah, but there's bad ones. So they never worked out. To not in be My Little Ponies, they have friendship, and friendship is their energon. No, and they find a way to generate their friendship. No, My Little Pony. <laughs> Don't think you've watched My Little Pony. I, I'm just realizing how much of a sham this idea is. My mind's broken. I used to love oh. Transformers. Yeah, Michael I think you're Bay thinking films. too much about it. Why? No, this is this is someone rationally approaching the idea yeah, of Transformers. Yeah, but things aren't rational, yeah? You kids today, you don't know how to critique stuff, that's what it is. That's why you moan about films when they do something no, no, artistic. Look, I asked you some questions about the Transformers lore, 
and you gave me the answers as best you could. Mm. And using that information, I challenged the concept of a war in which people have fled a planet where previously there the was planet a was dying. But at no point over so, the millions of years that they were on that planet with this resource did they say, it's finite, let us find a way to produce this or create an alternative version. No, because they can't. They can't produce it. But do you not see that they this... They can only is, refine existing energy. So this seems very much to be... Oh, my God. ...to be a metaphor for the world. It's global warming metaphor, yeah. dude, yeah? Yeah. He's not getting it. I am getting it, but it's a bad move to start the story by saying, well, we fucked it. Yeah. So we abandoned the planet because yeah. we could. Yeah, it's a good you way to start. You guys can't, <laughs> but we did. And now we have Energon again. <laughs> that's not the point of this series. You just started going How off on a tangent. How do they find Energon? How do you mine Energon? You just get oil and you refine it into Energon. So it's oil? It could be anything. It could be anything that could produce energy. So it can be electricity? Yeah, but they friggin' don't have any. So if they just hook They don't have the means to, to some- make any more. They don't have the means to create energy. No. Ah! They have to mine it from places. Is this secretly a prequel to The Matrix? Oh, <laughs> like they come down to the Earth and they're like, these people produce a tiny That's amount of electricity. That's nothing to do with Transformers, they Cybertron. Yeah, but they come Cyberverse. down to Earth and they go, look, all these people produce a tiny amount of electricity. Let's just hook them up and then we'll just let them generate all the That's energy we right. need. It's not enough. Is that what the slime was? It's not enough. It's not enough. But if you do it with 7 billion people, you could power, like, one Transformer. Yeah, but the Autobots wouldn't allow it because they wouldn't enslave the race. Yeah, but the Autobots seem pretty shit if they can't defeat one bad guy who keeps rising up. It's not one bad guy, it's an entire army. It's half the planet. Is it? Yeah. It's literally Cybertron split in two. Half half of them are Decepticons and half are Autobots. Do they just choose? Yeah, but effectively. They joined Decepticon, he formed an uprising. He rebelled against the Quintessons, who were ruling the planet. Could they not just not be either? Do you have robots that no, aren't they chose to be Autobots? Decepticons and Autobots, they change like It's like the all Jedis, time. like you've got Jedis and Sith. Do you have anyone that's oh, in yeah. the middle? They, the people switch sides every now and again. No, no, I don't mean switch sides. I mean people that just go, look, fuck it, the war's pointless. I'm going to bow out and is. be a it's scientist. Probably neutral, but Autobots and Decepticons are the two factions. So neutral people can go, I'm bowing out of this. I'm going to go work on the fake Energon project. I'm going to leave you guys to fight. And I'm gonna they use- made artificial Energon before, but it made people go mad. Did it? Yeah. Why did it make him go mad? Because it's not pure energon. Oh, right. Yeah. So it might also be it might also be a metaphor for cocaine. Maybe, who knows? <laughs> That's not what happens in Cyberverse. All right, sorry, continue. Because you just start being weird, worrying too much about the kids' cartoon. I'm asking questions about this fascinating kids' cartoon. You ever question Captain Planet like that? I had lots of questions for Captain Planet, but they were all answered by Don Cheadle's uh, fantastic Funny or Die sketch. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, Transformers Cyberverse, it's all right. It's like ten minute episodes are a bit short, and they're clearly meant to be twenty twenty five minute episodes that they've split into multiple parts. Yeah. Um, there's a second series which is on Cartoon Network now in America, and that's like I imagine that's going to be a bit more like older Transformers and hopefully less of the whole memory thing because that just feels like you're getting a law dump every week. Um. They put some odd references in there to old Transformer stuff as well. There's an episode where they're on a planet that like gets a rust disease, which is um. Cool. There was that an episode of the original. There was an episode of the original series called Cosmic Rust, where it's like a a plague that was spreading from one Transformer to the other and making them rust and stuff, and they kind of everyone on the planet dies basically. Um, you know, it's a fun series. See some old characters every now and again. Yeah. 
Um, lots of female Transformers in it, which is a bit unusual for that show. There's usually only been like one or two in every series, but they made sure there was plenty in there. They came up with some new ones. Um, Acid Rain's in there as well, which was... Acid, Acid Rain was a seeker, one of Starscream's jets, but didn't actually become an official one for years. It was basically, there was a green jet in one of the early episodes of Transformers. Yeah. And fans made their own head cannon up about what this jet was. What it is was head basically, cannon? I don't what, you know what head cannon is. No, what is head cannon? They made it up themselves. They made their own f- background. Oh, okay. So they created their own. So it's yeah, it's smash fiction. So all it was was like there was a a jet that was painted the wrong color in one of the original shows. Yeah. In one episode, so they just made up their own law for that character. They made up slash fiction, and then years later they made it a proper character. Yeah. Like they made a real thing. She's in the show, which cool. is quite cool. She's green, green seeker jet. Um. Yeah, there's a bit of Starscream, bit of Shockwave, bit of Meg, bit of um, did Megatron appear in the show? No, Megatron's not in the series apart from in flashbacks. Okay, they kept him out of it. <clears throat> but yeah, they eventually find the Ark, and all the Transformers are in status, and they're trying to find a way to wake him up, and all this before just all sorts of bad like, shit happens. Just like the third Transformers movie. No, the first Transformers movie. None of them. Yeah, Megatron's frozen in the first Transformers movie. Yeah, there's no Ark in Transformers though. In the movies, they never There's had a crashed spaceship. There was an spark in the first. Yeah, he one. crashed his spaceship and froze. They found him. Yeah, they found him ages ago. That was a different thing altogether. Okay, sorry. Oh dear. I'm sorry. But anyway, um, Cyberverse is all right. Not as good as Prime. Not as good as Beast Wars. Not as good as. Uh, not as good as. Uh, you didn't watch it, so you don't know what's as good. Not as, <laughs> not as good as uh, Insectivores. What? That's not a thing. Well, you just made that up. Okay. Right, you review something terrible. I, I mean, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna. So uh, you're fine. I'm, I'm bringing out my notes. You're not. I am. Look, you're Get playing games on your. Get my notes to remind me one, one review. So I watched. Uh, Sh- uh, sorry, I didn't watch. I played, played a game, played a game, played Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Yeah, you played it for a few minutes. You said earlier. It was like ten hours. You played ten minutes of it. You couldn't even hours. remember what game it was. You said it was Rise of the Tomb Raider. I thought it was Rise of the Tomb Raider. He is absolutely wrong. I forgot that it was Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I thought it was Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. You're going to start knows? describing it now, and I'm going to realise it's Rise of the Tomb Raider. <laughs> no, I already reviewed it? that. Did you? Yeah, and the original Tomb Raider. I think mm. I've reviewed all of them. The original the, one. The original Tomb Raider of this trilogy. Mm. Um, so yeah, so uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. It starts off in an interesting way. You're raiding a tomb. As per usual. Um, And it's um, similar to Rise of the Tomb Raider. It's not about survival so much as um, it's about, you know, you're trying to prevent something from happening now. So the original Tomb Raider was interesting because it was a bit survivally. You crashed on the island and you had to sort of make your way around and build a bone and all that other shit. In this, you... um, In this, you start off, you're in like a Mexican village and you've got to follow some guys who are trying to find a dagger that could apparently... Stop playing with your phone. Find a dagger that can apparently bring about the end of times. Oh. Or at least you find that when you take it out and it causes a massive tsunami. And then you then have to run away from the tsunami in a Mexican village where there are countless people dying and you... Oh, no. Yeah, it is Mexico. It's Peru after that. Um, the Amazon. Uh, yeah, so yeah, and you're jumping from building... It, it's, if you've played any of the more recent Tomb Raider games then you know what this is about. Um, you've got your rope bow back, you've got mm. your knifey back, you've got your climbing hooks back, you've got your X to latch on the shit back. Like, and there's a few puzzles, they're fairly simple, there's a lot of guided, you know, um, 
they don't really let you just work a puzzle out anymore. They sort of have to guide you through it. You can change the settings. You can just decide how difficult puzzles are in that one. Can you? Yeah, you, oh, you can decide how much gunplay or how much puzzles there are. Oh. You can make it so there's practically no gunplay and no puzzles if you want. And what, just walk around? Yeah, just play for the story. Yeah. Jump on things. How strange. Um, but yeah, so... Um, so, like I said, I've been playing it for 10 hours. I'm, I'm And you didn't find the difficulty options to make the puzzles tougher. Well, immediately I just started spamming A because there was so much shit. Like, the menu's mm. fucking ridiculous. The menu's like a whole animated thing. Yeah. So when you switch between two parts, it actually has to load parts of the menu, which makes no fucking sense. You didn't even have that in Rise of the Tomb Raider. In Rise of the Tomb yeah, Raider, which is... You have UI artists, and they don't have much to do after so a while. So they just, yeah. they just end up adding stuff. Um, one thing I will say is I haven't... So the first 10 hours of this so far have been really, really pleasant and positive. I've enjoyed it a lot. Um, one of the one of the improvements over Rise of the Tomb Raider is there's less um, there's less of an open or a, or an open area in quotation marks for you to sort of go around and look for stuff and find things. It's more they give you they give you a path that you can actually go on. So it's more linear, but that's good in these sorts of games because it's they've done so much to build up this lush forestry that you could quite easily get lost and, and it's it's nice that you sort of you can naturally find a path without using the the hunter instincts as they call it, which is just your Arkham vision from fucking Batman. Um it's it's nice that you don't need to use that every five seconds. Um Yeah, that's because you kept getting lost in Rise of the Tomb Raider, wasn't it? Yeah, well it was just open world, wasn't it? Well it wasn't open world, it, it was a, like it had one hub. It had a central hub and you went off in different directions. It wasn't a it? central hub though, because there are enemies populating it. That's not a hub. It's like a, it's still a hub. It's kind of a hub world, but you didn't really have anywhere that you sort of just... It's, they this, did have, have little a, safe areas. This you have a village that you go to yeah. that has, like, people you There's a village in Rise of the Tomb Raider. You didn't finish it. Oh, yeah, in Rise of the Tomb Raider, the immortal guy. I'm forgetting the plot of that one now. Mm. Yeah, you had the immortal guy that turned out to be Jesus or something, and then you killed the... You broke the cup. And then well, he, he wasn't immortal. Off. He gets immortal at the end. No, he lived forever up until that point, and then you break the cup for Oh, that guy. Dies. Yeah, no yeah. one cares about him. Yeah. yeah. Um, in this one, in this one, it seems to be that the dag you took initially is going to cause the end of the sun, unless you find a white box that allows you to. Well, they call it the silver box that allows you to make a wish and reshape the world in whatever image you want. That's silly. It is very silly, but uh, but that's what they want to do. So that's what they do. Who's in charge of the wish? Who's in charge of the wish? Whoever has the knife and the wish. The yeah, knife who made the wish work? Pun. Who made the wish work in the first place? What do you mean? Well, who, who had the power to do all this stuff. Well, they took an angel and they went, get the fuck in there and they got in the tiny box. Push which in the angel? Box. Which angel? Just one yeah. of the no-name ones. Uh, well, I don't know exactly which angel it is. Otherwise uh, it won't make sense. Bartholomew. Did Michael, they not think Gabriel, about this? They didn't think about this. They James? They just oh, throw in Jimmy any old nonsense they feel Jimmy like the in there. No, I'm joking. I don't know what the box contains. I haven't got to that point yet. Maybe I'll see it eventually. Uh, but they use the knife to unlock the box and the box gives them a wish. And, uh, and it does yeah, sound very rational. It's so. it looks spectacular. Yeah, that's kind of one of the things I want to say about yeah, it. Is it on Xbox, incredible? aren't you? Xbox One X. Mm. Yeah, very very good. I play it on like, PC when it got in high it. resolution mode. Oh. Yeah, so it's very oh. sharp. Very sharp. Very sharp. Oh. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's it's really good. Um, again, Xbox Game Pass. So I'm not paying any money to play it. It's You're paying for Xbox it. Game Pass, though. No, I'm not. I've got it for the next eight months without paying for it. I just did the pound. You pay a pound, and then they transfer all of your Xbox Live Gold into Xbox Live Game Pass. 
Ultimate. Yeah. So you get all the Ultimate shit on there as well. Uh, it's really, really. They're going to charge you for it. They're going to. They're going to send. You <laughs> they could be like, "Fucking here you go. Here's send your you a bill. bill at the end of the Here's year. Here's your bill. You've played twelve games. Give us yeah. our monies, please." Um, and yeah, I recommend it. If anyone, if anyone's got Game Pass, again, it's another recommend. It's a stronger recommend than the last. Because I feel like this is this is going to be hours of play, whereas whereas World War Z will be when and if I feel like it at times. So I'm going to say that this. I think I'd is... get bored halfway through with the way my Tomb Raider. Oh yeah, 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 the first Tomb Raider one, those remake, remar- whatever, re- reimaginings, reboots. I hundred percented that. I sat yeah. there with it and played it through the whole way through. Second one, I finished it and was like done, friggin' done and dusted can't be asked anymore did the same thing the exact same thing the first one I actually played through twice because you remember it was released on Xbox 360 mm. so I had the when it was released on Xbox 360 and then when it came out on, on Xbox One X or One sorry they kind of didn't really have much out at that the same month. time no it came out later no the second one had a delay the second one was on Xbox originally and then came out on um, PS4 no, and stuff later Rise of the Tomb Raider came out on both at the same time no Rise of the Tomb Raider was Xbox exclusive was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was Xbox One exclusive and it came out on Xbox as well. Yeah. No, um, with... Because the original one came out during the PS3 and PS... It's just like Destiny and Time. Xbox 360. The Xbox 360 version... I think the original Xbox was out at that time and the PS4 wasn't or something. No, the original Tomb Raider came out initially on Xbox and P- Xbox 360 and PS3 and then the definitive edition... Was it Rise of the Tomb Raider? Oh, Rise of the Tomb Raider Rise of the Tomb 360 Raider version that no one knows about. and Xbox yeah. One. And then also Titanfall and Destiny did the same. Yeah, I always remember that. Yeah, I yeah. want to get um, I want to get Rise of the Tomb Raider on Xbox 360. Why? Because it's actually quite impressive. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's, it looks it looks like really good for an Xbox 360 game. Well, you have a PC. Yeah, but I could play the inferior version like you do <laughs> on Xbox. Fuck you! Switch isn't inferior. It's a different way of playing. Um, but yeah, no, I give this. Oh, since we're talking about since we're talking about classic, I'm gonna give this a um, oh gee, like seven quid, ten quid on eBay. Get that cheap. Play it on the two and three sixty. I'm gonna give this a Gary Busey. Gary Glitter. Gary Busey. Oh, Gary Bussy. Is that yeah. just because you remembered him? Because I mentioned yeah, and also remembering how good Point Break it Point Break is right no. now. I'm gonna give it a Gary Busey. It's uh, not um, what other films has he been in? He was in the bitty. He was in the. Um, in the What's he been crazy in? Well, he's been crazy in a lot of things. Point Break was after his brain injury. No. Yeah. That's no excuse. It's pretty bad. Um, so was Under Siege, actually. Mm. Um, he was in the Buddy Holly. He played Buddy Holly in oh, the yeah, Buddy yeah, Holly yeah. story. That's a really good film. Yeah. He got an Oscar for that, didn't he? Got nominated, probably. Got nominated. Yeah, I don't think he won an Oscar for that. Yeah, this is a really good film. Uh, but yeah, I'll give it a Gary Busey. Your review. I think he won Best Song. <laughs> All the little things you say and do that make me want to be with you. <laughs> Rave on, it's a crazy feeling, and I know you got me real. Oh, sorry. Wanker. I love Brian right. Um, He's dead, though. Yeah, so He probably wouldn't have liked you. It's easier to love him now. Mm. Uh, um, right. Daylight. I'm going to review yep. Asphalt 9 Legends. Oh, what, the mobile phone game? It's on P- It's on Switch. What? Yeah, it's on Switch. What? Yeah. Like, is it free? Yeah, free to play on Switch. Huh. Yeah. Um, it's a mobile phone game. Um, they've- yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> it's a racing game. The Asphalt games, they've been around for years. I remember the first one on the N-Gage. Do you remember the N-Gage? Yeah, I remember Which the Discovered this week turned out was designed to look like the Goatsy thing. You can't unsee it once you realise it. 
The Goatsy? You remember Goatsy, the guy pulling his asshole open? No. That classic picture. You know, Google, look up Goatsy image search. Just image search. I don't want to. G-O-A-T-S-E. No, no, no. no. Just, go, just keep going. Asphalt 9 is the new one. Um, they've Over the years with those games, they keep doing them, and every game in the last few has had some sort of gimmick. Mm. So they did one where there was natural disasters. They did one where it was, like, themed around, um, like, freaking police chases and stuff like that. I have one on my phone. I'm just going to um, quickly see which one it is. This one's, like, basically they've brought together all that stuff. So when you play through the career mode, it does... You have stages where there's natural disasters going on built into the... Nine built into the level and there's stages where you have like you know police chases the police chase they just suck yeah um it's a weird one this because it's like at its core the racing is quite fun even though it's doing a lot of smoke and mirrors to make it difficult for the sake of it mm. like the like the ai rubber bands like crazy and sometimes when you're racing if your skill rank if your car's ranking is a certain distance above what the recommended level is for that stage. Yeah. You'll see the cars in front of you just like slow practically to a halt when you get 75% of the race through, mm. you know, so you get that last 25% of the race to be the winner and race really cool and be in the lead. Um, like there's loads of stuff like that where you can tell, like sometimes I swear to God, I've seen cars teleport in front of me. Like after I've knocked them flying, you'll knock a car out of a race. Cause it's got a lot of burnout style smashing things. You can do a 360 spin and, whip cars off to the side and you can also nae them as well yeah um, but sometimes I swear I've knocked one of those cars out and it's just teleported a car in front of me I swear to god I've had that happen in like a few different games I remember Midnight Club used to have it yeah it's, I think the cheaters um, they always seem to have turbos and stuff there's something going on there but it's like Probably it's fun because they're like because it's always the cars are always fairly close together and it's always intense it keeps it fun because it is an arcadey racer can you racer. transfer your, your stuff from other from other like, um, I'm pretty sure it's got a um, universal pass thing on it. Yep. Like you can, as long as you sign to your Google account or Facebook account or whatever, it transfers it over from one to the other. Yeah, I think it says it on the store. But um, yeah, they've put in. It's got like it's got this thing. It says touch controls that you can activate for handheld mode. Um, and is they they put it on there like some you know friggin' end, um, switch exclusive feature. It's got like the the menu for it is like switch red and blue with black to make it look like it's a switch thing, but it's just the mobile phone controls. Oh. That's all it is. Um, yeah, I don't know, but um, it's got a lot in there. There's a lot of stuff to do, a lot of cars to unlock. It takes forever. There's there's times where like you'll you'll be unlocking like cards. You need cards to unlock a car, and you'll say like you need fifteen cards to unlock a new car. Yeah, and you'll be working for a tournament, and you'll have like all fourteen cards, and then do the next race, and it'll just give you cards for a different car entirely. And then you like, oh, so I'm not unlocking that car then. Okay. Oh, so it's like any other mobile phone game where <laughs> yeah. you sort of, yeah. Yeah, and then you'll get the card later in another race somewhere. I unlock like the I unlock the series for the electric cars. Yeah. There's an E series race. It's on the C grade races. Yeah. And but you don't unlock the car the enough cards to unlock that until you've done a whole ton of the previous one. So it's quite clearly paced out that you'd not be at the point where you can unlock that car straight then, away to encourage you to go and buy stuff. Hmm. Um. But yeah, it just it is full of free to play stuff, and I kind of feel like if they just had the confidence to make a, not necessarily a full price game, if they just charged twenty five quid for it and did like a proper racing game that didn't have all the free to play mechanic stuff in it, concentrating on just being a good racing game, mm. have have like unlock a car at the end of each tournament or something, you know, doesn't have to have much more depth because it is very burnout like burnout two arcadey style, yeah, yeah. um, 
they just had more confidence in it they could do it but the thing is now is that there's been like there's actually been about 14 asphalt games this isn't the ninth there's there's been off ones there's off road and all this sort of stuff um the thing is now they've all been free to play for so long i don't think anyone would pay for a full price one no so and also bit, yeah they kind goodness. of it's like dirtying your name a little bit isn't it mm. like like you couldn't imagine them releasing like remember when angry birds and they released the xbox 360 version and you had to pay for it yeah, but how and did people that even fucking work? People liked it on Xbox, though, didn't they? Like, it actually did sold they? really well. Really? Yeah, it did have a lot of stuff in it, though, wasn't it? Because it was like three Angry Birds games all in one disc, wasn't it? Yeah, but still, like, yeah, the and they doing this? Stuff was tweaked on it, so the free-to-play so mechanics didn't With this in. Asphalt game, if they didn't have microtransactions, so they removed microtransactions and they removed, like... The- if all the microtransactions and the progress-related stuff that basically is trying to nudge you into buying stuff was mm. removed... And it was just an honest, straightforward race. So like five quid, ten quid. No, it feels like a twenty quid game. Just because right. there's a lot of cars in it. It's all licensed, fully licensed, like Lamborghinis, Ferraris, everything. Do you think they break Looks up that fine. licensing like, though by having it so that you have to pay for the cars because then they can take the licensing fee out of that? That's probably what they do. Yeah, well, probably yeah. that's how they pay the license. Because it's easier that way, isn't it? Maybe. Rather than have it so that it's twenty quid for the game because then you'd have to have a cut of the profits so you'd go to each yeah. company. Let's uh, have DLC anyway. But um, it's it's a decent looking game, although frame rate sometimes tanks. But then again, at the same time, like when I say frame rate tanks, you're dropping just a little enough to feel choppiness. Um, but at the same time, there's stages where there's frigging like multiple tornadoes flying around and debris shooting all around places. Yeah. It's pretty flashy for a frigging Switch game. Yeah. Um, there is one course where the giant building just disappears every now and again in the distance. I saw that video that you released on <laughs> on uh, Twitter. Yeah. The giant frigging building just goes boop 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 and disappears out of view for some reason yeah um there's some stages where i was having nightmares on it and I, there's like the car chase ones where your police are chasing you and the aim is to get to the goal you have to hit a ramp and jump over the barricade at the end of the time limit and i was having an absolute nightmare hitting this time limit even though my car was way above the rank for that stage mm. and then i realized if i turned off the um the crash camera when you knock another car out um i'd do it a lot easier because when you do that crash car and you knock another car out, which you kind of need to do during the police races, because they all gang up on you, um, it doesn't slow down the timer. So every time you do it in the cam- and the gameplay slows down to show you that crash in slow motion, mm. you're losing like four or five seconds every time you do it. So you switch off that crash camera, it's fine. It's little things like that where they've done stuff that are blatantly there to make game a little bit more trickier in some stages in order to like make you pay for things to skip past them and all that. Yeah. But... um. Yeah, say the racing's fine. Online multiplayer doesn't have obviously the cars don't rubber band as much, so the races feel a little bit more fair online. Yeah. Um, although the connection is pretty terrible, people need to not be playing this wirelessly. Maybe, or at least docked. Like mm. keep it docked. I've had no troubles. I've I mean I've had one race where it said my connection was poor, but I've had races where other cars are just popping all over the place and like disappearing and reappearing and stuff like that. I've had one or two moments where I have considered getting one of those little uh, Ethernet. Yeah, their panties are quite handy for the Switch, aren't they? Yeah, they're only like five quid as well. It's not stupid. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's Asphalt Night. It's like, as a game itself, the gameplay's fine. It's just, if you, if you don't like racing games where there's a lot of manipulation going on to keep the race tight and action packed and stuff like that, you're probably going to hate it. Like, if you want Forza, you're not getting Forza. This is more sort of like arcade racing games, like Power Drift and stuff like that from the old days. Um, but it's, it's fine. I like the licensed cars in it. Um, it's funny when you have the electric car and on the starting grid when the countdown comes up, it still plays a car engine revving sound. Not really. Um, yeah. I, so I thought that was my car engine revving up, but I'm guessing it's just the sound the numbers make when they fly on the screen. Mm. The cars themselves don't make a noise when you race them, though. 
No. Which is good. The electric cars. They, oh, right, yeah. They're silent. Oh, which yeah. Which is good. Have have yeah, electric cars are weird when one goes past, aren't they? Mm. When you see one go past... It's so when you don't see them... You don't hear them coming when it's going, when yeah. going down the road. So, oh. Yeah, you can get run over. It'd be an outrage. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take that. It'll be fine. I don't mind getting hit by a car. No. Um. But yeah, it's. I mean, it's free. So if you can deal with microtransactions... Fine. It does like it does seem to gradually keep your progress going. Like there's only been a couple of times where I've struggled to move on to the next stage. Yeah. But generally if you do a couple of the multiplayer races or a couple of the daily challenges or something, you'll you'll get enough coins to power up past it and get past it. It won't take long. Yeah. Um and the first few hours actually whiz along pretty fast. There's a lot of races as well. Um I've done quite a few hours on it now and I'm only about like six percent through it. Mm. There's, there's a lot to play and it's when you get to the end of the races there's clearly like another set afterwards so I'm guessing they're going to add more later yeah I mean those those, those games do they, those, those kind of thing yeah they yeah. they last for about a year and a half and they add a ton of shit to it yeah but um yeah, yeah it's free to play there's also some Hearthstone looking game on Switch no, really? like it looks like a complete rip off of Hearthstone right down to the art of the cards and everything so I recently downloaded Hearthstone on my tablet because yeah. I'm thinking Why about getting on back Switch, into actually? I don't know, but I'm thinking about getting back into Hearthstone because I played that a lot. Yeah, I used to play a fair bit. I yeah. was bad at it. I was, I'm not very good at it, but yeah. on tablet, it's great. Like, yeah. it's a really good game on tablets. Yeah. It's terrible on fucking phones, though, because they're too small. Yeah. But on tablets, they resisted though, putting it on phone for ages, didn't they? Yeah. People complained that it wasn't on phone, so they eventually they're like, fine, we'll do it, but it's the UI's too small. Yeah. Uh, eh. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Asphalt 9. Get an iPad Pro playing. It's the first iPad. Asphalt game I've played since... The one on the original DS. <laughs> As Asphalt 2 or 3. Was there an Asphalt game on the DS? Yeah. Asphalt 2 or 3 was on the DS. Jesus. It's been going a long time. Like I said, it came out on the N-Gage originally. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I think there's a PSP one as well, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, there's loads of them. There's tons of them, man. Anyway, yeah. Cool. Eat dicks. And uh, your last review? No, second to last. Oh, my God. you got one more to go Jesus after. Jesus Christ. Fucking hell. So I saw Joker... Is that not going to be last review? Starring Jack Quinn Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin, Jack Quinn. Have you not got any, What's bigger for your last Jack review? Quillen. It's a new Netflix show. Jack Quillen? Jack Quillen. A-A-A-Ron. A new... A-A-Ron. Jack Quillen. D-Nice. I'm on a D-Nice. Insubordinate. And churlish. I'm going to review a Netflix thing for the last one that came out two days ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, Joker... Joker starring Halloween Phoenix. Uh, it's not great. It's fine. I don't. I don't want to spoil it for you because you haven't seen it yet, and you probably won't see it because I think that I'll watch it when it's on Sky because I can't be asked to go to Guildford to watch it. Yeah, that's fair <laughs> enough. Apparently, I'm going to the IMAX next week to watch Terminator Dark Fate though. Really? I don't know. Christian called me and said, "Hey, I'll buy tickets. I'll buy them now. I'll let you know when I've brought How them." How much are they? And he hasn't got back to me. How much are they? I have no idea. I'm not paying for it. Oh, he is. I might go. Can I go for you? I don't know. I don't know where we're sitting. He won't get back to me. I fucking love I don't know what's him. going on. I'm really looking forward to that film and I think I'm an idiot for looking forward to it. Anyway, sorry. Jo- Joker. Joker. Starring, starring Jared Leto and Howakin Phoenix. Howakin Phoenix. Howakin. Um, so Joker is a film about a man who is mentally ill. He has no discernible skill um, and laughs. He's pretty good at spinning a sign. It, the sign has a handle to spin it. No. No. 
that's a metaphor for modern movies. It's all smoke and mirrors. <laughs> well, no, they showed that it has a, a handle that it spins on. Yeah. So it's a bit disappointing, isn't it? But so he's not very good at spinning a sign. He just holds onto a handle. Anyway, um, so he plays a man who um, who is mentally ill. He has issues with um, reality. He he sees things. He hears things that aren't happening. Um, and also he has a laugh that happens when he's nervous. So if he's nervous, then he starts to laugh uncontrollably. Mm. And sometimes you can... That's a thing. Yeah. Sometimes you can you can hear in his... In the way that he's doing it that... That... Uh, it's um it's painful to him like the way that he does it the connotation it's like a top Tourette's yeah it's it's it but anyway anyway so so this man is he he is a clown he works for an agency where there are a bunch of clowns and they all go on different jobs around the place and they're hired essentially from this agency and they go and they do stuff so like closing down sales and things like that and one day um Howakin Phoenix is attacked by a group of youths who hit him with his sign and beat him up. Oh. And at this point, he starts to think that the world is just a really awful place and everyone's just too darn mean. Oh. So he... Um, yeah, he... He basically, through the film, more and more horrible stuff happens to him. Um, there's some business involving the Waynes, who you'll know if you know Joker is Batman. It's going to be Bruce Alec Baldwin Wayne. originally. Pardon? Alec Baldwin was going to play Tom Swain. Really? Actually. That'd yeah. actually be really fitting. He backed out of it, though. Oh. Yeah. Um, Probably when he found out he wasn't going to be Batman. Probably. Um, so, there's, have you ever listened to his podcast about the human centipede? What? No. Let's not go into it. But he interviewed Tom Six, oh. the director of the human centipede, and he talks about the films the human centipede. He treats it like actual cinema. Mm. Um, so anyway, so... Um, it's not a Marvel film. No, it's not. So Joker Joker is, is about this man's descent into madness, but it's not really... Everything that happens to him is just kind of New York. So he gets beaten up and there's some yuppies who are on a train and they, they um, stop bothering this woman. And she leaves the carriage and he's he sits there laughing and he, he eventually does something that causes everyone else in the city to sort of rise up. So you've got all these poor people... But throughout the film, the people that are attacking him to begin with and the people that are mistreating him and the people who are lying and causing him harm are all poor people. Mm. It's only the three yuppies that he kills that aren't poor. And he kills them because they assault him. Which, you know, if he was to pull a gun and say, stop hitting me, but he doesn't. He just shoots the three of them. In fact, one person, one person he shoots in the leg and they're, they're slowly getting away. And he walks over and he shoots him in the back. And one of the weird things as well is that gun had like nine bullets, but it's a six six shot like revolver. It's art. Weird. Um, but yeah, and then from there, there's all these riots and people start wearing this clown mask because he was apparently he was wearing a mask when he did it because that's what the woman said. But no, he was obviously wearing makeup because he was a clown. Um, and uh, the problem is that None of it is a smart man making smart choices and manipulating things to cause chaos. None of it is the traditional Joker character. It's just this guy who's mentally unwell, just sort of goes from one part to the next, and he doesn't really have a plan. He doesn't really cause destruction. People kind of do it on his behalf. And then the only thing he wants to do is go on a fucking TV show and shoot himself, and at the last minute he decides to shoot someone else. And the whole thing people were saying, oh, this is like the purest Joker. This is the Joker. This is it. This is... No, the Joker was always fucking nasty. Like, the Joker was always nasty for the sake of being nasty. 
the Joker was always trying to make a joke out of everything in the world. Like, the whole point of it wasn't it wasn't oh the world's so cruel and I'm so impoverished but if I stand up and I and I take down the nasty people if I'm like a hero and I do this bad thing to stop other people doing bad things yeah the Joker doesn't think he's a hero no the Joker like murders people coldly callously <laughs> in this in this he he uh, spoil he doesn't mess with the tax man do you mind if I spoil st- no, stop that's spoiling great. the, the films. I love that scene from the animated series where it's like, no one fucks with the IRS. It's like, you didn't declare this, and he just immediately sits down and goes, oh God, (laughs) what does this mean? Um, But yeah, it's just, it's it's not the Joker, and it's not very good, but the problems I have with it, mostly, are it's really badly scripted. Freaking Todd Phillips is a very surface-level director. It's very badly scripted. The performances, some of them are great, some of them are fucking awful. Most of the time, you get a great performance from from Hyoquin. Joaquin. Joaquin. Jacqueline. Jacqueline Phoenix. Uh, you get a really good performance from him. It's not even that weird a name. I know. You get a really good performance from him, and you get a really strong performance from from uh, Robert De Niro and Mark Merrin and like a few people like that. But then everyone else is just everyone else just talks in this monotone, like they just do stuff. It's just like his mum. She was like. Oh, he's such a nice man. Oh, he's such a nice man. And then at one point you're like, oh, okay. So why is he looking after his mum? What's happened here? What's going on? It turns out she's crazy. She suffered a mental breakdown and some of the other shit. And he's like, he's like, how, how? I didn't know about any of this. And I'm like, dude, you were clearly of age that you'd remember if your mum went nuts and she was abusing you. And he's just like, I don't remember any of this. What, what happened? It's like, oh, it's all over the papers. How would you, ex- how would you escape that? How would you not remember that? I mean, you can have a traumatic event in your childhood be erased by mental illness, but you can't have entire blocks, like years of his mum being in an asylum. And then suddenly Maybe he's it's not, not his mum. But he's yeah, he's adopted. Maybe it's oh, spoilers, he's adopted. But but also he's looking after her. At no point did he go, Why am I looking after my mum? What's wrong with my mum? Is there a cure? Is there someone that can help her? No, he just like he's like, oh, I'm just mum's having a bath, I guess I'm bathing my mum. Mum needs a dinner, I guess I'm making my mum dinner. It's just like it's so weird that this is Joker. It feels like this wasn't a Joker movie. It feels yeah. like they've inserted the name Joker and it was just originally a clown going nuts and killing people. It could have been in, in all honesty, this could have been about a man who sold newspapers on the side of the road and it could have been the exact same story. You just remove the Bruce Wayne aspect and you remove the clown mask and instead everybody wears a newsy cap and it'd be the exact same fucking movie and have the exact same point. <laughs> and there's all these people praising it saying, oh, this is the purest Joker. No. In all all honesty, the purest Jokers are Heath Ledger and Jack Nicholson. Like, Cesar Romero. Cesar Romero's great. Fucking... Cesar Romero's great, but Cesar Romero thought he was being a comedian who did silly, nasty things. Whereas Jack Nicholson was highly trained and, like, highly... At that time, Cesar Romero put a bomb at the pier and <laughs> Batman just couldn't get rid it. of it. <laughs> Woo! Classic Batman. Like, you've got Jack Nicholson, who is this cold, calculating mobster who is, who's just lost his fucking mind and everything he wants to do now is is based around the idea of hurting Gotham, taking it over, hmm. you know? And then you've got, you've got Heath Ledger, who had didn't want money, didn't want any of that shit. He just wanted to hurt people and to turn people towards some sort of anarchic idealism. And then you've got this Joker where he's like, I just wanted to go on TV. And then I went, well, I guess no one's laughing now. 
that's, like, and that's that's kind of the problem. It's just it, it like yeah, he's it's had a better shit. than Jared Leto's joke. It's a hundred times better than Jared Leto's joke. I still say that Suicide Squad would have been so much better if you never saw Joker until the last minute, and it was just he breaks her out of prison in some extravagant, crazy way. Did you way, hear what like his original part was in the Suicide Squad? No. So he was meant to be like an antagonist. Yeah. So he was meant to turn up like three times in the film. One was... Oh, yeah, they re-edited to make it... Yeah. yeah. They reversed one of the shots. they wanted to do a Harley and Joker movie, didn't they? Well, they reversed one of the shots so that instead of... Well, okay, so you know, like, she's in a helicopter with him at one point. Yeah. She just, like, jumps for the helicopter, she gets in, and then they fly off. Yeah. Originally, what was meant to happen was he was meant to take her, force her into the helicopter, and then as they were flying off he was going to blow up the building or blow up something and then he was going to push her out of the plane, uh, out of the helicopter, just be like, ha, 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 fuck you, because he's abusive. Hmm. But instead they reverse the shot so it looks like the helicopter's blowing up. So they had the light coming from the wrong side in that shot. So if you watch it, the light comes from behind her hmm. as so it's blowing up and he's pushing her out. And they just change the shot so that it looks like he's going, get out of here! It's <laughs> <laughs> <is> fucking terrible. <laughs> this is laugh. But yeah, like so, of this film, script is awful. Some of the performances are really good, and the cinematography is incredible. But get rid of the fucking. You get to see the origins of Batman again. I mean, I bet you haven't seen that. They go down an alley Never again. They put it in um, Teen pearls. Titans versus Teen Titans Go, didn't they? Yeah. Where they? No, no, no. They put it in Teen Titans Go to the movies. Was it? Yeah. Was so it? what they do is in Teen Titans Go to the movies, they're walking around with the cinema, and they're about to go down. Yeah, they shove. Alley the mum and dad into no, the no, they're, they're about to go in crime alley, the alley. and um, Robin jumps out and he goes no 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 don't go down crime alley have you seen that place it's just a bunch of people with guns going <laughs> firing guns there's a you. bit in one of them where they yeah no no and they then push the parents into the alley him, he leads them down to like the like the there's like happy alley and then later on because they need Batman back hmm. they they go and they reset the timeline by by basically as they walk in they just pushes them down the alley yeah. just blood comes out and pearls roll down <laughs> Oh, it's so good. And they kill Aquaman by chucking a ring pull, you know, like the six can plastic. <laughs> they chuck that in there and it's, it's a baby he's stuck in. Oh, God. It's so good. Oh, Teen Titans Go to the Movies is like a, like a fucking 10 out of 10. It's a great movie. Uh, but yeah, no, Joker is like 5 out of 10. I don't even, I can't even be bothered to think of an actress or an actor to come up with this one. It's just like, it's meh. Like, the thing is, de- everyone's desperate to have their big mature comic book movie that's yeah. like, wins Oscars and stuff. But, but like, Every single one that comes along is massively indebted to other films. There's like this is Taxi Driver. This is King of Comedy. This yeah. is this is you know it's bringing out your dead at one point because mm-hmm. it's in a hospital and I was just like oh it's another Martin Scorsese film. It's Halloween too. <laughs> yeah, is it Francis Ford Coppola that did? No, it's Martin Scorsese did bring out the dead. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. It's such a good film and like there's like elements of that in there. Like I think the hospital Logan's scenes. the only one that's managed to do an effective series. Yeah. Comic book movie, like I mean, superhero movie. Even if I turn around, like even if and I was, even Logan was like straight up going, this is a western, yeah. and we love Sam Peckinpah films. Yeah, like this is the man with no name looking after a kid he's been stuck with, and he's just trying to escape the bandits. It's someone who's dying, doing something good, the mm. last few days of their life or months or years, however long mm. they've got. It's Mel Gibson five. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it's just it, Joker's no, four. just Mel Gibson four. Joker's just not very good. Yeah. That's the problem, and like there's. I don't know who edited this, but there are lingering shots on shit that don't need to be lingered on. Yeah, but if you linger on a shot for a long time, it's art. There's like a whole... It's cinema. So you know there's like, on all the posters and stuff, there's an image of him dancing down the stairs. Yeah. So that's right after he does something, like, to he, he basically kills someone right before that. In a really brutal way that is very Joker-like. 
and has moments following that that if you took that scene you showed that to someone they'd be like oh yeah that's kind of like that Batman villain but any other part of the film if you took it out and showed kill it to kill him someone, off yeah um, but um, but he's dancing down the stairs and two cops at the top of the stairs like, they're like hey you and that's the end of the scene he just runs away from the cops and gets on a subway <laughs> train and then they get beaten up by people on the train and in my head I was like you know how you could just you could have just gotten rid of all of that five minutes because you didn't need to show that they keep talking about all these riots but you only ever see them on TV but he's meant to be poor and in these areas where these riots are happening but it's a bit like a CW show you know where they're like oh my god the world's ending have you seen all the events and then like the fucking the legends of tomorrow turn on the TV and they're like oh my god and it's just like stock footage of tsunami and stuff like that we need to get hold of the flash and he cuts the flash and he's at CCG just having a calm cup of coffee yeah and then, like, the last episode, they maybe pull it out and you've got, like, 17 extras and some fire. <laughs> it kind of feels like that, but the end's much bigger than that. But it, it does feel like that in terms of the... Yeah. I, I just... I can't be bothered with it. I don't know why everyone's up in arms about it being the greatest film they've ever fucking seen. Someone said to me on Facebook, they were like... It's because oh. it's the DC fans are upset. No, they, no, no. Like, I have, I have intelligent film, friends that are turning around and saying, oh, it's so good. Maybe they're not as smart as you think they are. But they kept saying, like, like, oh, you don't get it. You've got to watch it at least twice. I was like, you don't... You shouldn't have to watch a movie twice to appreciate it. You can watch a movie multiple times and see different layers within that movie and appreciate yeah. other ideas within it. But you, you say you see it twice, chance are you just admitting you didn't get it the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I... This is the other thing that really surprised me. Is they turned around and they said, oh, it's the best... One of the best films I've seen in years... And I kept thinking to myself... Much more films. I kept thinking to myself, well, no, it's not even the best Martin Scorsese film that I've seen in the last five years. And no one likes Silence, but if you watch Silence, it's a really good movie. Mm. And people just didn't watch it. I don't know. I think... What's his weakest? What? I wasn't Silence. too keen on Shutter Island. I hated Shutter Island. But Shutter Island is still beautiful. Shutter Island was... <laughs> still got stuff going on. I can see how people like it. I, it's a Twilight Zone plot. My problem with Shutter Island was just that Martin Scorsese does not know how to work with special effects. He's not a... Um, special effects are real bad. That was one it? of those ones where he's doing one for the studio. But yeah. then you get Hugo, and Hugo's a masterpiece. Hugo's all right, but I didn't really... Like, Hugo's Hugo fantastic. visually is incredible, but no. I didn't really like it. Like, it's I, such a bad at films. No, Hugo's great. No. But I'm, I'm saying... I mean, if you liked good films, you'd like The Joker, which is, a <laughs> which is true cinema. I think that you'll watch it, and you'll say the same thing I'm saying. You'll be like... It didn't need all of that, and it. Yeah, I yeah. watch it in like six months when it's on Sky Movies, yeah. and like I did Aquaman, which was great. I still can't fucking believe how many scenes there are of him just dancing. Like Joker loves to dance. There was a bit in one of the cartoons where he danced once. Yeah, once. Do you remember yeah. when Joker was like, what was he? He was Jamaican, and he did. He wasn't Capoeira. Jamaican. You're thinking of the Batman. Yeah, what was where he, he was a escaped mental patient. He had dreads. Yeah, yeah. dreads, and he was hunched over. Yeah, and it's he weird, kept that doing like Capoeira. Yeah, yeah. That was a weird Batman cartoon. It was. Uh, but yeah, Joker's just, it's, it's, it's fine. It's just, it's not revelu- it's not a revelation. People keep comparing it to Fight Club, but even Fight Club, I'd say, is, is, <laughs> is infinitely stronger than this. Oh yeah, Fight Club's a great film. I mean, I think the problem is that people are watching it and they're going like, they're going, oh, how deep is that? He's mentally ill and he's stabbing a bunch of people or he's killing a bunch of people. That's crazy, isn't it? Oh, so dark, so cool. We're going to so get fresh. the Batman next, aren't we? Well, yeah, but the Batman... At least that's Matt Reeves. He's all right. It won't have him in it. Yeah. Like, there's a scene... Actually, this really pissed me off. I've seen a lot of people this week going, oh, Zoe Kravitz is playing Catwoman in the Batman film. And I'm just like, why is that a problem? Yeah. Do you want to... Just to say why you think that's a problem? Do you see on Twitter someone was kicking off about it and then the next next thing was just an Eartha Kit gif? Yeah. (laughs) And then after that I put Catwoman (laughs) from Catwoman 2004. There's been... Let me think... 
five people have played Catwoman on screen and two well, of them... Well, five with this. In six with the next one, but I'm oh, saying really? so far five. Who have you got? You got Eartha Kitt. Julie got- Newmar. Eartha Kitt. Oh, yeah, Julie Friggin, Newmar. Um, the other woman from the 60s movie series. There was a different person played. I can't remember what oh, name okay. was. Um, Anne Hathaway, Michelle Pfeiffer, Halle Berry, six. So oh, you've got s- seven. You've got Gotham as well, haven't you? Selena Carl played. Yeah, and she's Latino. She's, she's Latino. Yeah. Well, she should, but she's in the comics, isn't she? Now they, yeah, they wreck on that. I don't understand. But, what mo- but most half, at least half the interpretations haven't been a white woman. So. People have issues with race. It's just it's a weird. Yes, I think Catwoman's probably one of the ones that matters the least. I mean, I, I wouldn't even care if Superman was black or Batman or yeah, any of Superman, the Yeah, like how many times do you think to yourself, who could play a convincing, like charismatic? Unless you were doing a Superman movie where you play up the whole Ubermensch part of it. Yeah, <laughs> then it'd be weird. Or unless you purposely play it up and make him black and then just piss off the yeah, Nazis. just piss off <laughs> I mean, like, people complained about Johnny Storm being black, but he was the best part of that fucking movie. Um, but no, there's a scene... Van Fort stick. Yeah. There's a scene that really pissed me off in this. Chris Evans isn't black. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's a scene that really pissed me off in this. And um, so he goes to Wayne Manor and he... Just to hang out. Well, no, he thinks that, that Thomas Wayne is his dad at one point. Yeah. For some reason. Uh-huh. Yeah, he gets into it. Um, yeah. And he goes and he, he reaches between the bars and he puts his thumbs in Bruce Wayne's mm. mouth and does like a smile. And I was like, any child, any even remotely aware child would immediately go, the fuck you doing? And walk away. They would not, they wouldn't sit there while someone goes and sticks their thumbs in their mouth and then does like a smile. David the- Mazouz wouldn't put up with that. <coughs> So anyway, so that happens, and then Alfred comes along, and Alfred goes, "Oh, what the fuck you? Oh, Alfred's in this." He goes, "Oh, what the fuck you doing?" And and Jackman Phoenix is like, "Oh, no, I'm sorry, Alfred. I'm just um, the guy from Penny Dreadful who lost a hand. Uh, he's also in um, Alfred hasn't got one hand; he's got two. No, no, in this he's got two hands. He's, uh, it's not he's CGI. Not, he does not have a hand missing in real life. Oh, and he's also in. He was also in Catastrophe, the Rob Delaney See, series. I quite like Sean Pertwee's. I like Sean Perwey. As, <laughs> uh, but anyway, sorry. So Alfred is always trained and he's always ready to throw down. Like the secret is that Alfred is, although he's a butler. He's an SAS. He's an SAS, yeah. yeah. In this, the Joker he's literally... Nick Fury in a suit. <laughs> the Joker is literally like reaching for the bars. He's done this thing with his kid already. And then his next move is he grabs Alfred's throat and starts choking Alfred. And Alfred just stands up with his arms and starts going, oh, oh no, oh no, i choked, Mr. White. <laughs> It's like, oh, Mr. what the fuck is going on? Oh, I won't bury enough. So clearly, Todd Phillips has gone. Well, he's just a, he's just a, like, he's a just, 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 you know, look, he's just, he's Even just the a Alfred partner. in the '60s show. There's that one where he fences with Joker and yeah, I don't know, <laughs> gets him you, stuck on the ball. I don't know if you remember amazing. the best Batman comic ever, but Batman versus Predator. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Alfred, I read, I read Alfred, one of those. There's Alfred one. pulls out a blunderbuss and goes, "Hey, cop this!" Fucking <laughs> <laughs> fires a blunderbuss. Like and then Batman goes and gets a baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, well, fuck this printer up. Because <laughs> Batman's got super armor on. Yeah, and they go back to the Batcave and Alfred pings off That's the one thing I liked in Predator. Um, you know the scene, last scene in the film where it turns into Carmen Ryder <laughs> for one scene? <laughs> it's just this thing that flies out and it launches latches onto him and turns him into battle armor. <laughs> you just need to shout henshin. It would have been so awesome. Bad. I love that. It's so bad. Let's have that next one. Let's have a Predator <laughs> superhero movie. Where he's got predator armor and he's like, and just do full on tokusatsu. Yeah, just yeah. fights with the predators. Ding, 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 oh, bang, bang. I still can't believe people fucking like this film. You have a rocket pack launcher in the air and does a kick. I really can't. I don't understand why people like this. No, we'll get more of these now. We're gonna get we'll get a penguin film. 
Todd Phillips is even though the penguin in Gotham was friggin' fantastic he was really good yeah he was good in Walking Dead when he was briefly in it yeah, yeah he, he got written out of that yeah well no he's being um, Jack Gotham he was in one episode wasn't he and then, he's in another one in, second, in the and series then get, after and then he's in the beginning of the other series he gets a throat he wasn't yeah. gonna though he was meant to be a recurring character but he got the Gotham job so he yeah. wrote him out I didn't know he was meant to be a recurring character because yeah. I thought his missus died in that didn't she yeah the plan was to bring him back oh sad 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 time um, no, when are we going to get... We could get a Mr. Freeze film. I'll you know be up what? for that. You know what? Mr. Fr- Mr. Freeze is at least an interesting character. At least he was after they got hold of him in the 90s on the cartoon because he was boring before that. He just liked jewels before that. Did he just like jewels? Yeah, his he... whole thing was stealing diamonds. I his wife wasn't a thing. Story. Oh. No, his wife wasn't a thing. Anything like that. He just wanted He just wanted steal jewels. So he wanted... I've got one... I had them on the old comics from the early 80s where he was... Um, his whole thing was stealing jewels and freezing people. Jewels! Jules, Jules, Jules Verne, Jules Holland. <laughs> Wait for Hooter Nanny, and he just strikes. That's actually one of the things Batman and Robin gets right. It has Mister Freeze's good backstory. Yeah. <laughs> just, well, I liked. Good. See, that's the thing. I like Mister Freeze's character. I like the Penguin as a character. Let's get a Condiment King movie. <laughs> he's in. He's in the new Joker comic written by John Carpenter. What? Yeah, John Carpenter's written a Joker. Comic. Why can't John Carpenter direct a Joker film? That'd be good. Um, but this is Kurt told, Russell is the Joker. So this is told from the perspective of Ace of Spades. Oh, from or the Six of Spades from his gang. Yeah, from the friggin' Royal Flush gang. No, 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 no. Joker's gang now is all criminals named after cards because he's like the Joker card. But the Royal Flush gang's not going to. I know they don't really exist. I don't think in this world, or at least John Carpenter doesn't know about them. Um, but he's he's like the Six of Spades or the Ace of Spades, I can't remember. But he's a mentally ill person who who goes on... Well, he, the power of the Joker is in the comics that he can influence people. He's, he's basically like... He is like a cult leader. Hmm. He can convince people to do really bad stuff and, and he mostly plays on the mentally ill. But at the same time, himself suffers from multiple mentally ill mental illnesses um, but in this one the guy admits he's like oh they told me I was a schizophrenic they told me I was delusional and I took these pills and everything seemed alright but I could always feel like there was some sort of itch below the surface and then one day I I, I accidentally hurt someone when they attacked me and it's and it's and he says it just so happens to be the time that I had run out of my pills so it <laughs> insinuates that he'd he was off his medication when he did it <laughs> um, and then he fell in with a joker gang and it's like he basically they end up dressing up. They so said they end up killing someone in a costume shop, buying, stealing Batman and Robin costumes, and then going. They're like, they're like, oh my god, over there! Can you see what I see? And he's like, what? And he goes, that man, he's got a gun. And they drop down, and the guy's walking his dog, and they go, and they're like, oh my god, um, what do we do? What do we do? And the Joker's like, I've got this, and he shoots the guy, and then shoots the dog, and then. And then he turns to the Ace of Spades and the Ace of Spades is like, oh God, I, I didn't see a gun. I didn't know he had a gun on him. And he goes, it wasn't him. I was wrong this whole time. It was the dog. Quickly. And he puts the gun, he plants the gun, he shot them with near the dog and it's this little like Scotty Terrier thing. And he's like, oh, yeah. another night saving innocent citizens. <laughs> he fucks off. There we it's, it was. It's just one of those ridiculous things where I was like, okay, yeah, that's the Joker. Yeah, that's him. That's that's the Joker that I like. He wouldn't shoot a dog. <laughs> he would. <laughs> Joker would pet a dog. He would love dogs. No, he'd chew a dog. He'd kiss a dog. He'd chew a he'd dog. Let a dog lick his arsehole. He'd chew a dog. Harley Quinn likes animals. She's the one who likes yeah. animals. Her new series, that's it. She's getting her own series, isn't she? She's voiced by Kaylee Cuckoo. That's it's a got... one-off film, isn't it? Pardon? Isn't it a one-off film? No, a series. No. Oh. 
Yeah, she, it's apparently hyper violent. It's like like one of those cartoons where she's actually like killing people and stuff, which would be interesting. And also, they hint at her relationship with um, Poison Ivy. Ah, just show him scissoring. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Your review, Anne. Okay. Um, last review. Hey. Uh, I watched Carmen Rider O's. What's up? O's. It's three O's. Oh. It's, it's weird. The title is Carmen Rider O O O, but okay. you call it Carmen Rider O's because there's multiple O's. But the O's represent medals. Okay. So I watched this because when I was watching Double a few weeks ago, which was fucking amazing. Which is? That was the previous one I talked about. The one oh, the okay. Two yep. guys yep, yep, yep. in one. Um, O's cameo was f- kind of funny, and I thought that's awesome. And then I watched the crossover movie, and I loved it. So I had to watch the series. So the series is basically, starts off, there's like an ancient artifact. that Some weird magical shit happens, and it opens, and ooh, and all these medals come out. They're like coins. They're, bas- they're coins, basically, but they're called medals. Yeah. Um, all these silver medals, and they form these creatures. It's like they're homunculi made out of coins, and they've got like, they've got like cores in them that are like, based around animals so yellow red green cores or whatever and each one's got nine cores but they don't have them all at once and they feel incomplete and they're called the greed and their whole thing is they want more of everything they want desires they want to feed on people's desires and stuff like that um and apparently it's because when they were created there was 10 coins the people who created them took one coin away so they could never feel complete Mm -hmm. so they're constantly craving something else it's like they they constantly craving like other people's desires or to fulfill their own desires and all this sort of stuff and they feel empty but they're coin creatures they don't look like they're made of coins but they're like inside them are coins so when they get slashed with a sword coins come flying out okay medals rather so oh. think of it like as one of the characters describes it the cores are the stick on a nice on a nice lolly yeah. and the other coins the grey coins are the the lolly so it's like the stick holding it all together okay as it were gotcha. so um, one of them it's just a severed arm that's floating around. He's called Ankh. What? Ankh. You know, like the ancient Egyptian yeah, 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 yeah. He wants to be complete. For some reason, he can't be. And so he enlists the help. He's what he's a protagonist, allegedly. He enlists the help of a guy called A.G. Hino, who's been travelling the world and has some sort of past to him, and you don't know what it is at first. Okay. And he makes A.G. into Carmen Rider O's. He gives him this belt thing, puts three medals in it, and it turns him into O's, and the medals are like themed around animals, and like there's a head one, a chest one, and a leg one, and he can switch them out to change up his powers. So he can have like a hawk on top, tiger in the middle, grasshopper on the legs. Sounds a bit sexy, okay. Yeah. So you have claws on his arms, and stuff like that, extra hawk vision. Okay. All this sort of thing, which is used like twice in the whole series. Yeah. Um, but it looks cool, it's a good helmet, so they use it more. Um, but yeah, it's like basically that's his powers, you can switch them out. And when he t- takes the claws from the villains, he gets their powers... So if he takes the core from Mazul, who's a fish one, she can get like the eel core, the whale core. Yeah. That gives him extra powers for them. But the whole thing is like, Ankh wants to collect those cores together so he can have the power to regenerate his entire body. Mm-hmm. So he believes that will happen. Yeah. Um, and obviously the villains also want all the cores for themselves as well. And they start splitting apart and they start coming up with their own skins. Where did they all come from? They were created 800 years ago by alchemists. So how old is Ankh? Uh, 800 years old. They're all no, 800. So he's actually 800 years yeah, old. Yeah, and he's and one of their gang, but he feels betrayed by them in some way. That's why he's teamed up with a human. How many does he need to actually know. regenerate his body? They're supposed to have nine, but there's a whole reason why he can't regenerate his body. Okay. Yeah, plot twists. But basically, in the first episode, a police officer that you meet at the start, who just seems to be this regular police officer, almost gets killed, yeah. and he's gone into a coma. And Ankh basically pops his arm on his arm and takes over his entire body. Has the ability to instantly change his hair, which okay. is quite cool. Um, yeah. 
and it's kind of neat because like basically he's possessing this body and controlling it complication being this police officer's got a sister who for some reason is incredibly strong and it's never explained why which is fantastic <laughs> i love that that they never give a, a single reason why she can, just gone this is fact we're done yeah why she can lift vending machines up with one arm and stuff Jesus. like that um hot stuff she should have become a Carmen rider is that she would be so overpowered she's already yeah. twice as strong as everyone else um she's called hino which is a bit confusing because the hero's hina she's called hina the hero's called hino Okay, Hina and Hino. A bit confusing. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, there's a whole thing going on where like the main character, he doesn't really want for anything, although he clearly does. They say he's got no desires, but he clearly does. He His desire is to live a carefree life and help people within arm's reach of himself. Like, if he can help someone, he's going to go for it. So he wants to affect his immediate... Yeah. But you find out as he went along that he had much grander goals in the past and accidentally caused a civil war, which blew up a child. A he child gets blown caused, up. <laughs> wait, take a second here. He was rich. He's from a rich family. And you don't know that from the start because all he's got is his money and a pair of underpants for tomorrow. He's yeah. always got a pair of clean underwear for tomorrow. And he doesn't have a house. He just lives wherever he lives. He goes and camps by a stream or something. Yeah. Um, but you find out eventually that he was from a rich family and he travelled the world and he went to in help a small poor seas. village in Africa. Yeah. And he gave them a ton of money to improve their live village but it caused a bunch of people to raid the village and attack it and cause the war, basically, in the area. And there's a whole bit where you see a kid getting blown up. <laughs> Just explosions, like, no! And that caused him to rein in his desires and have no desires, apparently. So instead of him wanting to rectify what he had done and be better... He got basically got dragged away by his dad. You oh. never meet his dad, but his dad's some high-ranking politician. And when he was in the hospital recovering, like he paid people to grab him and drag him out of there yeah, and take him back home. And they sold his story to the newspapers about how he was caught in the Civil War and all this sort of stuff. You find out he's like very bitter about the whole thing. He doesn't want to be rich. He just wants to help people. Okay. Um, but there's a whole thing running through it where everyone's got a desire they want to focus on. And it's all about how chasing after desires can lead to corruption if you if you what you're willing to do to get that desire mm. and the way the monsters work is they find someone who's got a strong desire like someone you know um, there's one guy who's fed up with all the thugs around the town and he wishes they were all gone so the villain goes up to him and chucks a coin in his head like a little coin slot appears and he chucks one of the medals in his that head it's horrifying yeah it's pretty it's pretty horrific it's Carmen Rider it sounds like, it sounds like yeah. Carmen Rider low key is horror it sounds like carnival but like when he creates the, these creatures, they're called yummies, the names of the monsters, because they just want to eat. They're yummy. Oh, right, yummy, yummy, right. Yummy. I thought it was because they yeah. were sexy. Yeah, there's also that. But they, <laughs> they like come out as these weird, they look like mummies. Yeah. Mummies, yummies, you see? Oh, okay. They're badges they're and yummy stuff. mummies. And when they've completed the desires a little bit, they we turn into a proper monster. <laughs> so when, they, when they've completed the desire a little bit, so when they've helped out the guy a little bit, whoever mm. has got the desire, they... You know, form a full monster. Oh, so they feed off of it. Yeah, and so they create like... more coins, and that creates loads of the little grey grey medals. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the more grey medals they get, the tougher they are because they've got more and solid could, mass. Could they theoretically find a monster that, um, that feeding off that same energy could feed off someone with positive? So is there like negative and positive? It monsters? basically corrupts it though. It's like their desire. Oh, okay. It's not like okay. it's pure desire it's like the desire is corrupt in some way so the one who so, wants to beat up thugs he gets a grasshopper looking hero yeah he kind of looks like if they were to design shin Carmen rider for kids yeah um in a safer it sounds way a, it sounds almost but like he just monster. starts kicking the shit out of all sorts of people for the slightest thing yeah so it all goes wrong but um it sounds it, it does sound a bit like Wishmaster light yeah but it's like, fun they like, give you a wish but they fuck it up yeah yeah but the whole thing's like it's constantly playing around with those desires and like it's using sometimes the desires used as a metaphor for drugs like people are addicted to doing 
certain things. AG's addicted to helping people and he will use the power he's got of those to help them no matter what at his own expense. Mm. Um, and it gets to the point where he will lose control when he gets these certain medals yeah. later on. Um, but this is also really lighthearted and fun and Ank is a complete anchor. He is a complete twat and I love him because oh, okay. he's just constantly in a bad mood. He doesn't like anyone, doesn't like anything, or at least he pretends to. See, I don't blame him if he's a monster, if he's but, just born to feed yeah. off other people's desires. Yeah. But by the end, of, because he's had a human body that he's attached to, he starts to taste well, things. he stole a human's body. Yeah. But he gets permission to use the body while does it's he, healing, because it's healing while he's Does he it. still feed off of that thing's, that person's desires? So are they no, still no. craving no. stuff? Okay. No, no, he's not using them like that. He's just using them so he can basically get around and help. Does it have any bit. impact on the human if you've got like one of those well, He's things? healing him, because the guy's... Oh, yeah, the no, human's like, got the desire. Yeah. Yeah, they just basically go crazy and just want to... They just want their desires to be fulfilled. There's all sorts, and there's ones where like um, a woman who just wants complete control over everything is in charge of her husband's meant to be in charge of the little village, like the mm-hmm. neighbourhood watch, and she's got him installing cameras everywhere and <laughs> like kicking people out of their homes and stuff like that. What a sexy idea! Yeah, but um, the series is just great. Ank Ank never becomes a goody goody. Like even for the last few episodes, he actually goes full villain oh, really? for a little while, and there's never a moment where it's like. Okay, I've learned the errors of my ways. By the end of it, he's still like, "This is dumb, you assholes." But fine, because I, to be honest, you're the closest thing to friends I've ever had, and you at least put up with me, so I'm going to help you. So, <laughs> what is his reason to go full crazy towards the end? He just wants to be complete, and it's the desire to be complete. So he's feeding off his own desire. Yeah, but does that not make him more powerful? And then he does get it's really powerful, and it gets worse and worse. And oh, stuff. right. So it's not like a cycle where yeah. he's producing more of those medals so he can be better. He's basically, his plan is at this point to trick the other riders. He's working with the main villain. He's called Dr. Mackey. Yeah. He walks around with a little doll on his shoulder that he talks to. He won't make eye contact with people. And he'll talk to the doll that sits on his arm. It's a very weird guy. If the doll falls off, he freaks out. I feel like that was a bit of information I didn't need to understand really the story. Bizarre. I understand less of it now that <laughs> yeah. I've heard that. But he's getting all the greed to work together by one point. Okay. Um, but there, yeah, it's all sorts of stuff where they like their plan is to basically trick the other greeds into getting themselves destroyed so he can clean up their medals. Yeah. And keep them for himself. Okay. But um, what Doctor Mackey's plan is to chuck all the medals into one greed so they go nuts mm. and they'll go insane and turn into a giant thing that will start destroying the world. He wants to wipe out all the world so there's nothing. So there's no desires and no anything. So he's bad. No humans left. Just him. He'll be fine with it. But um, yeah, the, the second rider in the series is great. He's called Akira Date. And he's just he's just doing it because he wants a million, one million yen. Hmm. That's all he wants, sort of 10 million. He might want more than that. 100 million. But he's just carrying around a milk churn all the time full of medals. Yeah. And his gun work, his Carmen Rider thing works with just the plain grey medals. And it's like a slot machine. He like pops it in and turns a thing. A little capture goes... Like pops open, mm. and he gets like guns on his arms and drills and big cannons and caterpillar tracks on his legs and stuff like that. But he never reads the instruction manual, so he's constantly just kind of guessing how it works. And he's like, uh, "Yeah, this will do. Oh, that's cool. I'll go with that." Mm. Um, but there's another guy who works with him as his sidekick who has been reading the instructions manual. And eventually, he takes over, and he's like actually good at it. Yeah. Um, but Darte's quite fun. He's uh, he's just like a guy who you think is going to be causing conflict all the time, but he's like, no, no, I'll help you out. But I'm taking all these goals. <laughs> Thank you very much because I need the money. I still, I just don't understand the concept of. But it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I'm one of those people that I'm I'm going to think about this forever and, and I will never. Well, the sad. concept is that the villains are taking no, advantage no, of people's no, desires. No, 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 it's not just that. No, it's fine. It's fine. I like I like it. it sounds interesting. What did you think of it? How many episodes are there left? I've watched it all. Are there no other seasons? There's only ever one series of every Carl oh, Rider. Okay. 
Kamen Rider's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's great. And it's got some fun movies. There's one that's like, um, they travel back in time. Actually, they travel back in time a few times and they forget to fix history. Yeah. But we just brush over that and carry on. But there's one where they travel back to the sam- um, samurai period and there's yeah. a guy in it. It's a samurai and all this. And it turns out there's like some backdoor, like, like a little backdoor crossover with some Japanese show that ran for years. About some Shogun samurai guy. What, Shogun? No. Oh. But it was like for 20 odd <laughs> years, there's a series where a guy who's like samurai, he was the same one, he's like a Japanese soap opera thing. And it's like a weird backdoor crossover to that oh. years after that show finished. It's the same actor and everything. That's pretty cool. And they were just like, yeah, fuck it. Carmen Rider's in that universe. <laughs> I'm a little bit upset that it's not Shogun. But um, yeah, there's this fun stuff. It's the 40th anniversary as well, so there's a big flashy film in the middle. So, 40th anniversary of Carmen Rider. Yeah. And did cool. everyone come back again? A lot of them did. Not all cool. of them, because there's a lot of them that won't come back. Yeah. Um, one of them's doing a cooking show on YouTube now. Oh. Yeah, the one who plays Carmen Rider Kabuto. That's pretty cool. He's, yeah, he's done two videos. Does he seem <laughs> like happy? A, don't know, but he learned how to make a Japanese omelette the other day. Yeah. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, good um, What was his name? I can't remember his name. But, no, it's a fun series. I enjoyed it. And uh, I've started the next one now because that, when that guy made his cameo in the movie, I loved that as well because he was funny. <laughs> he's a rocket man. He's called Fawz. Rocket man. And he's um, he makes his appearance by crashing into the ground from the sky. Just falls out of the sky, burned up and goes head first into the ground. And he gets up and he's like, just brushes the dirt off him. And he's like, we're beating up this monster, yeah? <laughs> he's like, yeah, cool. I can do that. And he's yeah. like, yeah. I've got this, lads, don't worry. Yeah, and he gets into the fight. It's quite give fun. Us, give us five minutes. He's got a nice belt. He's got rocket. He's got switches on it. I like okay. switches. He goes one, two, three, four. Like a fidget cube. <sighs> yeah, but they do have little tri- triggers Yeah, that you pull out and you swap them over. And they've got little switches and flickers and okay. things on them. Okay. But that was years before fidget, spin, fidget cubes were around. Ah, uh, but... They were ahead of the times, man. That's 2011. Switches have been around for a long time. No, they invented them for Carmen Ryder. <laughs> um, I've started watching that series and it's fucking funny so far. Cool. When the girl, when he first uses the belt, he doesn't know how to use it at all. And the girl's like, right, put it on your waist, put it on your waist. It's a belt, right? She flicks the switches and she runs off and hides behind the corner. She goes, right, now put your hand like this, shout henshin, pull the lever and put your hand in the air. And he's like, what? Yeah, just do um, henshin. <laughs> Something transforms. Just like, huh, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm in. All right, yeah. cool. But right. um, yeah, Carmen Rider O's. Uh, it's fun stuff. I like the theme song. It's a Scar Heavy Metal song. Cool. <laughs> so, that should never exist. That's never a sentence I want to hear a again. Good, it's Scar a good heavy metal. Yeah. Um, okay. Like floating arm. Yeah. <laughs> I want an ankle. Blo- I'm going to look at see if I can get a Carmen Rider O's. It sounds a lot like I saw scary movies to tell in the dark recently, and they have a monster in that that's. It's like um, it's a torso, and then the arms and legs and head and stuff are all. You know, it just seems like a mismatch of these parts. Like Rayman. No. <laughs> um, and it's sort of like, they like slap, they like, like slap together. Is that DC character that's made out of different elements? For, oh, uh, oh, wait, no, you're thinking His of... His design's the, just basically like, we colour the head one yeah, colour and the chest white, one Yeah, and then the chest is orange, the yeah. arm's purple. Um, yeah. He was in the Justice League Unlimited episode that I watched the other day. Yeah, um, But no, uh, uh, yeah, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. It's actually not bad, but... Is that your last review? No. Um, but the intro to that monster joining the film and like being part of it is his arm drops down and the guy goes over and he's like what the fuck is that and then the head rolls down and it's like full on for a, for a film that was I think it was like a 12 in America or the equivalent thereof yeah it's a PG-13 yeah and when it came here it's it was a 15, a 15 yeah. yeah but they have like it's pretty grisly the head is like literally a lopped off head you can see like the neck and everything else working inside of it and the guy the cop just immediately pulls his gun out and starts shooting it in the head 
And then the other bits drop down. He's like, oh, fuck. Um, oh, anyway. shit. You can get an ank. You can get an ank arm. Oh, that's what so it looks like. Pretend I'm an arm. That's what it looks like. So it's just a hand, essentially. Just a severed arm with wings on it. Anyway, <laughs> so um, my last review this week is uh, it's the big Netflix release that I don't think anyone's watched. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> it's called Living With Yourself. Oh, the pool, pool Rudd. Paul Rudd. Yeah, Paul Rudd, isn't it? Paul Ruddless. Um, so I'm not, I'm not going to spoil it. Oh, God, it's almost two hours. Yeah, Jesus. I'm not going to spoil it because I think a lot of people will enjoy this if they give it a chance. Um, Paul Rudd plays a man who is who is depressed. He's got a lot of challenges in life right now. He's trying to have a child with his wife. Uh, they're having complications. Um, so she's, she's having issues. He's having issues. But at the same time, they just don't seem to be gelling quite where they want to be. And they're trying to go through IVF and stuff like that. And he's not holding up his end of the bargain. At the same time, his work. Put his dick in her. At the same time, his work is struggling. He's he's sort of he's finding himself lost and often depressed by what he's doing, and he just doesn't really doesn't really enjoy his life anymore. Aww. One day um, at work, one of his co his co-workers, they come in and they're they're completely jazzed and they're really refreshed and they've got these ideas or these crazy new concepts that they they want to try, and he's just full of energy. And Paul Rudd asks him, "What what you know? What have you done? What's what's the secret?" And the guy says to him, well, there's this, there's this, um, spa. Costs a lot of money to go there. But if you've got the money, you go there and they just, I don't know what they do, but they fix you. Like, you feeling sad? They fix all of it. Like, they just, bleh. And he's like, oh, this can't be true. This has got to be bullshit, right? He's obviously just on coke or something like that. So he goes, turns up at this, turns up at this place, um, after deciding to give it a go. He's got 50k because that's the cost of going through the procedure. Um, and as he's getting in, um, he sees someone walk out and it's Tom Brady and Tom Brady just gets in a car and he's like, he's like, oh, is this your first time coming in? And he's like, ha, I'm a fifth. And uh, that becomes a joke later on. But um, but yeah, Paul Rudd goes in there and he goes through the process and he's all like, he comes out and he's super jazzed. He's super excited. Like he feels like a brand new person. He goes home and he makes his wife dinner and all this other shit. And like, just seems like a reinvigorated human being. Meanwhile, another Paul Rudd wakes up inside of a plastic bag buried in the woods somewhere. Oh, no. And it turns out that they clone people, but they clone people in a way that scrubs their DNA and does a little alteration in their mind so that they come out happier people. And it's all on the down low. Like, they have multiple locations, and the reason that this one is... It's in a strip mall, so in America that's like a parking... It's just a car park with shops yeah. in, like, a corner. Um, and so, yeah, so... This process, obviously, it worked. You've got a better version of Paul Rudd, but then the other version of Paul Rudd is still alive, the negative version. And it's them working out if their lives can work with the both of them, how they work. Obviously... So it's like double impact with Jean-Claude Van Damme. It's more like multiplicity. The Michael Keaton movie. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but... We've only got two Paul Rudds, though. It's not as many as we've got no, Michael Keaton. that's true, Keaton's. that's true. There is there is a really funny scene towards the end. He 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 tells his coworker what's happened. He explains to him what's happened. But the way he does it is he just literally goes, "Come with me." And he drives him to the woods where he woke up, <laughs> and he makes him start. There are some really obviously buried bodies, <laughs> and he makes him start digging him up. And he's like, "Who's this?" And it's like, it's, it's like, "Oh my god, is this Tom Brady?" Like, and he goes, oh, "I think I've got another Brady." <laughs> And then he finally finds his one. And it's actually a really powerful scene. It's really well acted. The guy who plays um, his co-worker is the guy who played Edgar in, in You're the Worst. 
I love that series. Like five seasons of it, I watched all. Yeah, of I don't watch every single show that comes on. No, I know. But you're the worst. Is it was a really I good series. Carmen Rider and Power Rangers nonstop. <laughs> he was a. It was a really good series, and he plays like an, an army vet who who is only known to the main character because he was trying to sell him sell him coke, and so they just sort of become best friends from there. Um, but in that, he goes through a load of complicated shit. It's really awful. Some of it's like really hard to watch, and then in this, he's just suddenly this guy who's basically killed himself and had a clone made um but yeah it's 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 really good it deals with a lot of a lot of darker issues than you'd expect starts out as kind of a comedy but then just immediately as soon as like the complexity of the situation comes into comes into view for everyone because his wife so paul rudd's wife she she finds out eventually what's happened and and she starts questioning moments they've shared together because he says, oh, it's only been for this amount of time. but And she's like, so when I came home and you made me that lovely dinner and you were like so surprised and so happy, that wasn't you. And he's like, he's like that was you. And the guy's like, yeah, but they're both in love. So they're, mm. they're in love with this woman. There is like a really awkward, like the clone at one point tries to get on with his life and try and be a separate person. And he has sex with this woman who's just fucking horrible. Like they're in bed after having sex and she's like, Oh, hey, uh, there's a party going on where there's like this guy who's called DJ Yacht and he steals really expensive yachts and just holds raves on them. Do you want to go? And he's like, it's 3 a.m. in the morning. She's like, oh, okay. Um, so you don't want to go? And he's like, he's like, and she's like, okay, I'll text him and tell him you're old. <laughs> like that. and that's, and it's just, it's stuff like that, like Paul Rudd just reacting to that shit. But also, he's still Paul Rudd. He's so charming. Even when he's depressed, you kind of like... When he's depressed, you are kind of like, wake up, you fucking prick. But if you've ever struggled with depression, you understand it's not quite so simple. What's he got to be depressed about? He's out, man. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, it's... He's an ageless one. It is just so good. It is really, really, really fucking good. And I feel like enough people aren't watching it. Because it's, it's got some advertising stuff everywhere, but it doesn't seem like people are talking about it all. It's because there's a million friggin' shows on Netflix at oh, once now. I know, I know. Don't shout. There's not enough to Why watch. Don't shout. Um, but no, I really fucking loved it. Um, it's honestly, it's up there in my, some of my top stuff that's come out recently. I mean, El Camino's been out. Have you watched that yet? No, I got around to that yet. No, you're not. No. El Camino is another thing. I think, I haven't reviewed that yet for the podcast, have yeah, I? Yeah, and you're not gonna. Well, no, I'm not going to now, but when you watch it, we'll do a joint review thing. We'll talk about it because it's a really fucking good movie. It's one of the only they films news joints in El Camino. One of the only films it's that I've it's only one, one of the only films that I've seen that um, when it's a, a continuation of the series has that same feeling. Mm. Do you know normally when they go to like a film they get like massive budgets and it goes a bit mad. With this, they go to a film and there's still that all through Breaking Bad the last three or three or four seasons of Breaking Bad. So from season there's two only to like five, four seasons of from Breaking season, Bad. No, it's five. From season two to five. So as soon as he starts making that transformation and there's an underlying tension in every episode, mm. like you don't feel like you can relax watching anything, immediately, as soon as this series starts, that tension just comes back. It's like a knot in your stomach. And not in a bad way. Like It's good that that's, that's back. But also the story just stands on its own. I feel like people could watch that and know more about that character than someone watching Joker and seeing the Joker. But anyway, so Paul Rudd in Living With Yourself is a Tom Atkins. I love it because it deals with a lot of shit that I think is relevant to everyone and it should be watched. And just all the performances. His wife is played by a woman who was on Taskmaster a few years ago and I'm failing to remember her name. Royce? No, it's not Royce. Sorry, one second. Let me just quickly bring up her name because I feel like she 
she deserves a shout out, even though no one's going to listen to this. Um, but she's she's impeccable as well. She plays, she she just plays his partner, and and she going a ah oh, there you go um Aisling B. I'm hoping I'm saying that right. Aisling B. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's she's That's another name you can't pronounce yeah, properly. It is. She's great, and there's there's even like scenes where the clone is trying to get her cloned. Like That's he not thinks, a bad idea. He thinks That's that if fair. he clones her, it'll fix all his problems. But then the guy says, "But what if she's in love with the original Paul Rudd? Mm. Then you've got the exact same issue you've got right now. You've got two yeah, people. Yeah, Paul Rudd's got two women <laughs> doing his dance down the stairs like an ant. Yeah. <laughs> he's just so fucking good. He's really charming, and he he really does play it well. I'm yeah. a massive fan of this. Last episode is really fucking heavy though, but mm. it's good, really good. It's Tom Atkins. Ooh. It's not over long either. It's like ten episodes, eight, ten episodes. Yeah, I think Netflix have learned to not make so many episodes. I mean, the last episode's forty minutes, but it mm. kind of deserves it because there's a lot of like really crazy stuff going on. Yeah, not when he becomes Ant Man. No, um, all that time that he was. Um, that's the problem. I really want to talk- stop a cult from resurrecting Michael Myers. Oh yeah, um, Halloween Six. Yeah, Spirit of the Beast. It's Curse of Michael Myers. Season of the Witch. Season of the Witch. That's Halloween 3, you Run fucking idiot. Hills. That stars Tom Atkins. Yeah, the trooper. The hedgehog. Oh, I oh. miss him. I miss him every fucking day. Yeah, well, you got that video from Tom Atkins, the actor. I do. I have that still. Yeah. I just miss my hedgehog. Yeah. I used to love my hedgehog. Well, now you got ferrets. I love my ferrets, but they're yeah. not the same. Tom was a very affectionate animal, considering that he was a hedgehog. No, he's a bit spiky. <laughs> a bit of a prickly customer. A bit of a prick. prick. <laughs> The ferrets just bite a lot. I think they're vampires. They don't bite me. They don't bite you. They bite me. Bite me so much. Well, you do keep putting your hands in them. It's not that I have to feed them. You don't have to worry about feeding them. They I fed so, them. Yeah, but you don't have to like put chicken in the cage. That's when they get so food aggressive. Oh. They want to hurt people, but they're so cute. Maybe you taste like chicken. They are so cute though. Did I tell you that Shanti started jumping off the sofa? way too high for him to jump so every time no, he they jumped, kept doing that when I was sitting on them they kept just falling off it <laughs> he jumps off he jumps off and he squeaks when he hits the ground <laughs> he just jumps like a you get an otter as well I want one so bad <laughs> if I could have a pet otter no because stoats are nasty weasels stoats are nasty they are weasels ferrets are weasels I would get a polecat but they get big and they get very furry Let's and get like, a capybara yes 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 and a paddling pool and a hippo I would really go for a hippo but I they also will kill you. Prefer an elephant. Hippos will murder yeah, you. Yeah, they will murder people. Will have you seen the video of people feeding them fruit in their mouths? They have two giant teeth that poke out the front. Yeah. <laughs> My favourite thing with hippos is when I watched a wildlife documentary and showed them shitting. Because they swing their tails around as they shit, so they just spread the shit in the air. <laughs> and it's just like a massive fountain of shit. They're essentially just trolls of yeah. the animal kingdom. They just go into the water and just spray shit everywhere. <laughs> It's like, like you know when you get those Play-Doh things and you squeeze and the Play-Doh comes through? Yeah, imagine, imagine that if I had a fan, a fan in front of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine that. Good old hippos. Yeah, gross. All right, I think that's the end of the episode. 120. 120 in the bag. Oh. In the bag. Oh, oh, I forgot to press record. We're getting older every single day. We slowly circle the infinite void. You're like a baby. I'm 31 years old. Oh, no. I'm so oh. old. So old, yeah. I'm 31, and I just got out of an eight-year relationship, and I'm having an existential crisis every five minutes. I started crying whilst I was running today, and I don't even know why. (sighs) I know, right? I don't know what I'm going to do. You're crying because you're enjoying running so much. (laughs) 
<laughs> it, like, in all honesty, I am fucking miserable. I'm well, screaming. play with your ferrets. Screaming then. on the inside, guys. Someone kill me, please. I need rent, so. <laughs> I've probably got health insurance. I, I, I actually have a death clause at one of my old jobs. <laughs> it's not your brother. <laughs> death clause. <laughs> My brother's name's Keith Schneider. Isn't it really weird that my family... My mum was originally married to another man and his last name was Schneider. And then... And then... So, German, obviously. And then she married my dad, who has a Dutch last name. Germans and the Dutch hate, hate each other so much. Oh, so that's why you don't get on with your brother then. No, I get on with my brother. He's just a bit erratic. Oh, dear. Well, you done now. Yeah, I'm done. This episode, episode 120. You can catch Ant at Mellow Gaming on YouTube. You've also got your reacting senpai sentai video. Was it? Was it? Was the name of your? Was the name of your other YouTube channel? You just don't care. Reacting sentai Yopper Ranger. Yopper Ranger. Yeah. Reacting sentai Yopper Ranger. Um, you can find me at Chris Apocalypse on on Twitter. You can find Ant at LV54 Space Monkey on Twitter. Don't. You can like, comment, and subscribe. We'll read out some of the reviews again next time. No. Yeah. Some of the fantastic reviews we get. And, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, Trump fucks kids. Can you get through one episode without paedophilia? All right, I'll try next episode. It'll be the paedophilia-free episode. Mm. And we'll go from Trump fucks kids to Trump molests women. Yeah, yeah. Is that okay? That's better, yeah. That's, that's better? Yeah. Okay. Trump molests women and fucks kids. Bye. 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 Bye.